Hello, and welcome to the final episode of the season, where I kill what? everybody. What? <laughs> I mean, hey, hi, friends. I didn't realize you were all dialed in already. Uh, yes. Oh, uh, well, this is awkward. My name's Jared Sarton. I am your Dungeon Master. On screen, we have Nathan, Lauren, Lindsay, and hi. another Jared. We've given him so many names. Couch Trisek, other Jared, Hoy, whatever. Technically, we didn't give him that name. <laughs> We did. But. We gave it to him. Yeah, I, I claim it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, so welcome. We we are in our final episode of the season. If you haven't caught up with all of it, uh, take a listen on our podcasts. Uh, that's the only thing I'm going to call out right now again, because our podcasts are everywhere. If you have a podcast player or an MP3 player or a phone that can go to the internet or an internet device, you can listen to the podcast. Do people still use MP3 players? I don't know. Everyone does. Zune. Zune. Great yes. elitist. Mm. And calm uh, down, the Bill whole iPod click wheels. Yep, you can download our podcast and listen there. Uh, yeah, we are going into our final episode, and with that, that means we're going to take a break. Two weeks from now, we'd usually play a game, but we're going to have that off as we prep for the next season. So what you will see is the third week in March is our next game. So for those of you here starting off. You've got a little bit of time to catch up. Uh, if you don't want to catch up or have caught up with the main series, the VODs are available on Twitch for our off season. Uh, so we've got a bunch of different one shots, two shots, three shots, micro series, whatever they may be. Go there and listen to them as well. Uh, anyone have anything to say other than Sarah BC1, our hike boss, is almost knocked off the board. So uh, whoever wants to give that free nat 20, uh, like, subscribe, follow, tip, whatever it may be, and uh, we'll knock that health bar down. Uh, with that, let's dig into the story. Y'all ready? Okay. Yes, technically. Yes, technically. Pitter patter, let's get it. <laughs> Rocks fall, the boat sinks. Uh, as we had left our party at the end of the, the last episode, They'd made their way onto a large ship with pipes of steam adorning the edges. A cloud on the middle of the sail as the icon for whatever this sailing crew is. Various uh, creatures and beings. Trepio, as uh, we, we've lovingly called him, a wooden warforged. Uh, been the main point of contact as they had gotten onto the boat. They've been told that... Uh, they're heading towards Nefa, to a city where there's a forge to help break apart this stone of power. Meanwhile, on their tail, some of the biggest sources of evil on this planet are uh, coming after them. A giant worm attempted to suck them under as they were fleeing the town. Uh, and they might have seen a few other large creatures starting to appear. Uh, but now that they're out on the water, Hopefully peace is there as they're moving swiftly into the deeper ocean. Now, with that, that doesn't mean that all is well and done. This stone still attracts some of the worst and the best, as it is a source of power that calls to beings on this planet, potentially others. It's an alien episode. I mean, what? Uh, it's not an alien episode. But as they settle in for the evening, the party is granted quarters on the boat. They have a, a nice little top deck 
bunk up by the captain's quarters uh, where there's a, a few small cots for them, uh, a little table that they can set up their stuff and discuss their plans. And the deck is fairly quiet now that the, the ship is in motion. Uh, on the deck, they also noticed that there was a, an area that they could do some smithing. A, a very small forge that was able to do some light repairs was available to them. And they are ready to begin this next leg of the journey. Party, what do you do on this ship, on this vessel? Well, I imagine we're pretty tired. Uh, we did just do a fight for our lives, and Brian, not then we, we almost left people behind. Almost. So, are you referring to Linus as people? No, I got Linus. Okay, I, I didn't know. <laughs> I, I took care of Linus. I'm talking about all the three PO's friends. Ah, yes. Okay. Three PO's friends, Luckily, and all the town people that we saved, but left to die horribly. So I imagine we want to rest. Well, I know Thad wants to rest. I'm exhausted. What time of day is it again, Jared? Sartan? Yeah, this is this is the early evening. <laughs> uh, the sun is beginning to approach the horizon, and it's a nice cool breeze coming off of the ocean. Hmm. Well, Valeria think... hadn't been feeling well, so she's going to be going between feeling sick, being sick, and sleeping. <laughs> Is there a nice portcullis in our chambers that she can just open, or does she need a bucket? Yeah, you are actually at uh, the the rear of the ship. Um, there's a couple small windows in the the cabin that you have. But I'm sure there's a chamber pot in there, so... A few buckets. There's a few mop buckets out on the, the deck as well. You've got plenty of places to puke. The deck is actually quite large. This is uh, the one of the larger decks that uh, anyone has been on for a ship. It's about 55 feet across. This is a, one of the biggest vessels that you've seen on the water, uh, especially when all of you were actually looking across the water when you were in Standing Rock. Well, aside from that. Can I... I want to just remind myself of something really quick. Yeah. Remember when that town near the water girl was standing... Or, no. Standing Rock, yep. No, the other one near the water. The other one near the water. Wait, the one was that, that you were standing just at? Rock? The one you were just that... at? Stonehaven? No, not okay. Uh, no, yes. Standing Rock. Okay, man, everything's named after it's, rocks out it's, here. It's it's a very yeah. rocky island. There's not a lot of good clean grass. So Standing Rock was the one that kind of got destroyed when a certain druid activated a whole bunch of traps. Decided to uh, douse a flame, which activated more traps and washed out the side of a, a cliff. Uh, yeah. So, but that, that is, just walked out the side of a cliff. That didn't open up a certain lake area on the island, right? No. Okay, cool. It did not. <laughs> My brain's just like, hmm, we're in the open water. A giant worm which lives on land was following us. The things that live in the water can also be very big. It's good thing we left that crack in there. Yes. That's just what that's what Garth's thinking. I think Garth feels very small. I don't think he's necessarily done a lot of open sea travel. I think maybe he's done some across lakes or down river, but shore has always been something nice and close. So he's feeling particularly small. 
Well, because you guys aren't from an island nation, right? You guys are from big old land area. Yeah, big old land mass known as Faerun on a different plane. Okay. Um, is there, if I can, uh, while things are like settling down for for the afternoon slash evening, I'd like to try and find either navigator or some charts and just kind of take stock of where we are in relation to everything and like if their island is marked yeah so as as you're uh settling in for the night you're able to to call over a deckhand uh and he he runs off and finds a, a quick kind of hand scratched map that has been drawn um you can see that the island of Galan that you're on, uh, you're on the southwest side. Uh, and he drew a, a quick little sketch saying that you guys are going, uh, or sorry, you're on the southeast <laughs> side. You guys are going more eastward into the deeper ocean, and the plan is to go up and around Galan and cut between a few of the islands to the center. Uh, currently, there's three main islands in the remnants of the one that is called Nefa, uh, where you're, you're planning to go. So you, you but we, see that, we know about that. Like, that's not a hidden island or anything. No, Thadric, you know about that. You know years and years ago that that island had sunk. Uh, the rest of the party had kind of heard about it and probably learned a little bit more while they were in Standing Rock. Okay. All right. That's just, I wanted to just make sure we weren't going to yet another place. I didn't want to go. No, no, you you know about this. It's, it's a, a small stretch of island that... Uh, seemingly is fairly uninhabited there may be a town on there that you have heard of but uh it was more or less abandoned a couple hundred years ago when the rest of the island sunk gotcha having having uh satiated that uh that curiosity uh until it's time to sleep I'll, i'll start gathering and prepping anything i need to like begin the first pieces of the hydra armor for us yeah like because it'll take x amount of fasteners and, and just like tedium work before we get into the art stuff and i feel like i could probably bang some of that out i don't know yeah um ari would probably be there to help thadric um get a little work in before bedtime um probably be like um while we're working on this um i seem to have become short one long sword that that's face gets real big. Oh, I thought you were gonna ask me to make the wedding ring. I punch him in the shoulder. Non-lethal damage. Non-lethal damage. No, she punches with lethal force, and there's how we get our first kill of the night. Uh, <clears throat> getting to uh, know him. <laughs> Ari, are you saying you don't have a long sword currently? No, my long sword got stoned. Yeah. yeah, but you do have a short sword and an axe, correct? I do. The short sword is the one with TikTok in it. Yeah. Ah. Uh. Well, tomorrow have- I can get you a sword. Super nice. Tomorrow? Yeah. I tomorrow. need a nap. Oh, for sure. That sounds good. Thank you. And then. Yeah, maybe maybe I will whilst we're we're banging out like the fasteners and the rivets and stuff. Maybe I'll I'll try my hand at a pair of halfling and human 
wedding bands just to see just to see how they are but like i won't i won't like it should just look like the normal stuff as, as you're working uh a few others come by quick and one uh man kind of bangs out a, a little notch that he had in his axe and does a, a quick and very dirty grind on it goes huh. That, that should be good enough, and he, he hustles off. Uh, a little kobold comes up and pulls out a, a small blade, and he, he grinds it down just a little bit and sharpens it and pokes the end a few times just to test it and eyeballs what you're working on. Uh, can I get a perception roll from you, Thedric? You can. I will roll that when I click on the thing. Here it is. <laughs> it is a 21. 21. Well... His sleight of hand is not very good. He sees that you're you're making a couple small, very shiny uh, circlets, one being about his size for a ring. He reaches over just to get his little claw on it. Uh, you're able to see that he's just slyly like looking away and kind of reaching over to see what's going on. <laughs> can I can I grab him by the scruff of his his kobold neck? Yeah, you can. He's he's dangling a little bit. Hey, hey, it was shiny. It was shiny. These are not meant for you, little dude. Okay, what, what are you making? Uh, we're making like fasteners to put armor on if it falls off, and I'm making uh, uh, this lovely woman's here her wedding bed. Her and our halfling friend are getting married soon. I am not getting married. Can I like push it into the fire? <laughs> uh, I think at this point, Thadric's seeing that uh, there's a hand going for it would have a nice hold of the, the bands in hand. But as he describes it, the little kobold sticks a, a hand in his, his pocket and pulls out a, a little handkerchief and swirls it in the air. Congratulations! Congratulations! You're it's going to be beautiful. We have a new hype boss. Scott Denuso. Oh, I got so caught up in... Scott Denuso! Who gets that? Natural 20 as a gifting from your hype bossness, Scott Denuso. Let us know in chat. <laughs> as, you're, as you're congratulated and he's twirling his little handkerchief in the air, dangling still from Thadric uh, lifting him up in the air, uh, how, do you, how do you go about that? The pretty one. Oh, thank you. I get the next one. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to yeah. have to be a little bit more specific. Wow. Also now... <laughs> you yourself up. Dr. Nuzo, we are... Uh, oh, no. Sits back in our house. You fool! What have you done? See, if our DM were smart, he would have been like, oh, the pretty one, and pointed to his wife. But... You missed the opportunity for plus five. Oh man! Oh, oh now he's okay. Now it's just still... says Jared. But... <laughs> Jared, there's two Jareds. Oh, he knows that. He knows that. This is a great game. Oh man, we we mess with chat from time to time, and then chat messes with us. Tonight, chat's turn. <laughs> well, let's let's see how this wedding thing comes out. There it is. There the, the pretty one. Thadric in his uh, nice Aha. golden locks and well, now we know who the pretty one is. Thanks, Deduzo, dude. 
Right. So, where were we? <laughs> we we're, we're dangling a small kobold who is congratulating Ari on her impending marriage. They just got engaged, like, yesterday? No, we... Two days ago. Had a bartering trade of ring for ring for magical purposes to better suit our strengths. Thank you very much. Just magical. Yes, yes. I've been with my wife three years. We have a few little pups at home. Ew. I, I lean back from the edge of the boat and I go, Thadric, don't forget the cake knife. And then puke again. <laughs> Do you think the captain could perform a ceremony? <laughs> Do you? I can speak to him. Aren't oh, you that'd a be amazing, little dude? Are you still dangling him at this point? No, I'll put him down. <laughs> okay, I'll put him down. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go see if I can wrestle up a, a nice little wedding venue, maybe the front of the ship. Yeah, I jink him down, put him in a head hold, say no more. Got um, it. He is not headlocked. He he rolled a nineteen on his strength check but okay. let's let's see what his uh actual strength is because i don't I think it's that good uh it's <laughs> probably a negative um i don't have my cobalt up two seconds cool cobalt yeah he's got a negative two strength so he's only a 17 on his strength <laughs> check so you you do you do get him in a little bit of a headlock i said enough it's enough uh, okay well, maybe you'll, um, your feet will warm up soon. <laughs> You're done. And I'll let him go. If I hear another word, though. So Garth hasn't been there. But I think it would just be funny if, like, Garth walks in right now and just goes, You know, Ari, I really do appreciate you swapping rings with me. I do think that <laughs> this will wind up being very beneficial to us both. And... Oh, I, I storm out. <laughs> wow. Was it something I said? <laughs> Your majesty. Is this how you thought it'd go, Sarton? <laughs> exactly. Exactly how I thought it would go. But as, as, as that happens, uh, and Ari storms out, and Garth is just standing there unaware, and the little kobold is rushing the other side of the deck, uh, Garth, out of the card of your eye, you see a creature that you've not seen too often. A tall, slender bird walking towards you. An Aarakocra. One that uh, is of bright blue feathers. He's got a, a white stripe across his chest. Uh, and he walks up and kind of looks across the carnage. Oh, um, <laughs> I see that um, you're, you're going to be having a wedding here. Well, um, I can, I can just, um, officiate <laughs> if you want me to. Are you the captain? No, but, um, I've, I've got, um, I've got my, my licenses and everything. I'm, I know how to do it. I've, I've officiated four weddings on this, this boat. Oh, really? Yes. I've been sailing, sailing with this bunch for time that um, you know, things happen at sea. I've heard stories. I, I'm personally, I've never been to sea myself. Um, this is my first time. In in uh, 
Who's getting married? Oh, oh, Thedric, will you tell me? Is that why she stormed out? I'm, I'm starting to understand things. She's your fiance, dude. She's. Look, I would be honored to be engaged to royalty, but look, I, no, I, I think what Thedric here is working on is uh, more along the lines of, uh, weren't you making some armor, my friend? Um, yeah, yeah, but also look, rings. Oh, those are nice. Garth takes it and like tries it. That's just a perfect fit, isn't it? It is. Oh, wow. Mm. Maybe I'm being too brash about this thing. Maybe. Hmm. I mean, politically speaking, it would be wonderful. But no, 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 no. You you use the term engagement, and then you changed rings. That Did means you're getting married. Did I say engagement? I don't remember. No, that. you no, said no. proposal. <laughs> oh, yes, I have a proposal. Oh. <laughs> okay. You did do that. This does seem to have a little bit of merit to it. Didn't you think it was odd that she gave me a ring? You guys are from Foreigner Place. That's true. We're different. You might have Look, your I own ceremonies. I don't know. Look, again... I as, as much of a catch as I am, she's her heart is for another. We lost a companion. His name was Ebrin. I think she liked how dark and mysterious he was. But I, look, admittedly, the man had a chiseled jaw. Like, I'm pretty sure the gods themselves were like, hey, look at that stone over there. Let's just make it a human's jaw. And then they made this man. So, like, I get it. Well, um, <laughs> I, I, I will um, let you be, and um, I, I'll, I'll see you all in the morning. Um, if you decide to change your mind, just let me know. And the Aarakocra backs up and catches eye of Valari, still kind of green, puking over the edge. He steps over to her and puts a, a large wing around her shoulders and leans in and hands over uh, a small flask and kind of whispers a little bit this will help it it's a mixture of my own part alcohol and part herbs it'll it'll settle the stomach don't chug it all at once he walks off so Valari, you now have a little vial of alcohol and herbs that this aracocra says will help your stomach noise some of it, at least. Some of it. As you as you take a sip, your your stomach settles a bit, uh, but you do feel a little bit lighter on your feet. Whatever it is, it's a potent uh, mix of things. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> Back at the forge, uh, I believe we have Thadric and Garth. What can I do to help you, my man? Um, you're the. One of the Here, stand, stand on this stool. All right, I climb up on the stool. And I'll take, like, measurements, kind of, using him as a, as a somewhat model. Just okay. out of curiosity, are you taking, are you using my measurements in relation to yourself for armor, or for Yeah, yeah, armor? like, two and a half of your arms are, like, one of mine. This is just rough work. This is this is the broad strokes. Oh. I haven't begun to work the metal yet. Of course, of course, of course. 
very interesting. You know, Thadric, I don't think I've uh, really got a chance. You know, just us boys, one-on-one. We've always got the ladies around. So what's your story, my man? As Garth is just, like, standing there like this. <laughs> <laughs> well, my story? Uh, well, let's see. I met you in that stone place. Before that, I was walking there. He just starts backtracking places that he's gone until he got till it gets back. He's like, I guess I would have to start at the beginning. It's a very good place to start. I was born to a to a a well-to-do blacksmith hmm. uh, in the town of Fringeport. Uh, oh. Sadly, I'm the third and youngest of the brothers. Uh, and what what blacksmith do you know that needs three apprentices? Apprentice-i? Apprenti. Apprentices. Anyway, so I was already looking for something out in the world. Uh, and I think as it has, and he, he looks around, he's like, it's, it's just us boys, as it always is, uh, as always is the case. Uh, met a girl. Oh, so smart. Way smarter than me. She's a scrivener. So she like does books and like transfers them into like bindings and she's read like everything. Brilliant. Now uh, she sounds like my type. She likes she's into books, huh? Uh you got it. spoken for, dude. Right, I know. Keep going. Uh, <laughs> so Right, I, I, and keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we started getting close, but I felt I didn't have anything to offer. Uh, I hadn't traveled. I haven't seen the world. I haven't done anything, let alone all these exploits she's been reading in these books. So I decided I'd go out in the world, learn some things, and then return back. And maybe I'll have proven myself good enough for her company. And then Tadric re- reaches into his own uh, uh, coin purse and pulls out this, this uh, it's a gold and platinum meteorite ring. It's the same uh, kind of meteorite stone that's on his hammer. Uh, he's like, this is for her when I see her again. Oh my, it is beautiful. Well, so... You're doing all this for a girl. I must say, many a man has adventured for the love of a woman. For what greater adventure is there? Well, that's why I'm trying to remember everything that we do. Hmm. So that I can, like, put it in a tale. Hmm. That she'll want to read. Interesting. Because I like, you like books, but, like, she's read, like, every book. Because you have to read the book to write the book. That's true. If you're if you're copying it down, yeah. She's read things that like she doesn't even care about, but she's read about. That's amazing. Wow. I might need to change professions. This sounds like a job I would love. Blar, you're you're mildly within earshot, so you hear bits and pieces of the conversation. <laughs> um, and you see that Garth is getting excited, and you you think that you're hearing. I believe some of the bits and pieces that he's getting excited about this other woman. Uh, but you don't know who Thadric's really talking about. 
So that's kind of what you're able to catch. Uh, meanwhile, in between you two, uh, the, the blink dog has found himself a nice mop that he's been gnawing on the center of. It's nearly gnawed through it. Uh, so it's going from about human size to more goblin cobalt size pretty quickly. The dog or the mop? The mop. The mop. Okay, I just wanted to clarify. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, the blink dog doesn't have uh, growth in shrink powers at the moment. Well, I Maybe mean, they... I have a potion that can. Maybe late. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <clears throat> so that's that's my story, my, my good man. Experience the world to impress Xandra. Xandra? Xandra. I think so. I must say, you're getting uh, quite a bit of a story here. I mean, look, we found ourselves on the on the sea. Did you, did you think that one would happen? I, I certainly didn't. And Garth kind of looks around nervously. Just like, how far in the middle of the boat am I? <laughs> I won't look around and be like, part of the town I grew up in that's called Fringeport is a port, my, my good dude. <laughs> yes, but I don't... You know, some people grow up in the ports, but they never leave them. You know what I mean? I didn't know if you went inland. Was Fringeport on that island? Because I've only been to two other towns on that island. Like, the one, you know. No, Fringeport is, and then using where kind of where we were from that nav chart earlier, mm-hmm. I'll kind of just spin and be like, that way. Oh. Oh, okay. So, okay, so that was, so this is like boat trip part two for you. Or seven, whatever. Most of our land itself is islands, like large islands and small islands. Yeah. Have you not heard, like, everyone kind of seems comfortable on the water a little bit? Yeah. Is that not? It's not really, you know, in the first, it's not really, I come from the middle of a land that's a big land. And then I started uh, having to move around quite a bit uh, as a, Never really got to the watery parts. Then all of a sudden, wound up here. So, water's well, just, everywhere. To ease your brain, just to ease that, ease that, that, that massive brain inside that little melon, dude. Just if you find yourself stuck in the water, just kick the leg. Just kick your legs. Just keep. That's all you gotta do. Just keep kicking. Just keep kicking. Right. Someone will come for you, or you'll die, or get eaten by a shark. <laughs> well, on Sorry. the plus side, I usually have water breathing. I know that one. It's you know, it's just I'm definitely going to be preparing that one tonight because I don't, I don't think I prepared it. I wasn't really expecting water time. Wait, so you guys came from? Came through a portal we'd established, right? Yeah. Think, yeah. And then Ari was a princess. And yes. Valari probably just stabbed things there, too. Yeah. Well, Valari, how did you guys get Valari, here? you hear your name at this point. Do you wish to join in? I will around on my... Why are you talking about me? Talking about all of us. What? I'm filling him in. We haven't, we haven't given him enough backstory. So yes, we saved, so... we saved the stone people, kinda, and now, now we get to chill. 
On a boat! We're on a boat! I believe technically it's a ship. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Oh, yes, Valari. Oh, I just, what did you tell him about me? Literally nothing yet. We just got to our story. Do you want to tell your part of it? No. <laughs> okay, I'll tell your part of it. Um, right, so, <laughs> years ago, Valari and I actually met in a pub. And, uh, well, let's just say, we talked each other's ears off. And by that, I mean, I think I did most of the talking, if I'm remembering correctly, Valari. I did most of the talking. But, you see, Valari being a tiefling, was was one that I had uh, not encountered often, much like our Eric Cochran, who really, I I do want to go talk to him more, because that is fascinating. He's like, he's part bird, but part human. Just the ideas of it, but anyway. So, <laughs> I met her first. Well, I met her before we met up again. And so then when we bumped into each other again, I was already traveling with Rumil, who had... Uh, I had met me in a temple at one point, and so then we were traveling again together, and we wound up in town, and, and Ari was with Valari, and then all of a sudden these ghouls or ghosts started attacking the town, and that's when we, because we both sprang into action, as true adventurers were, and we fought the ghosts, and I was like, hey, Valari, good to see you again, and she was like, well, honestly, she was like, oh, you. Um, but we started traveling together, uh, especially after we chased down TikTok, who's now in a sword. So weird that that's a thing. Um, but after trying to defeat <laughs> a master villain in that world, well, we got close, but then wound up going through a portal because he went through a portal after stealing a very important object from us, which was totally rude. We got that first. Um, so then we came through the portal, but time and space are a funny thing. He wound up getting there hours before us and uh, we were hours behind. So um, we eventually caught up with him and, well, destroyed <laughs> his evil and then made our way across the lands because we had to get out of the town because Ari was technically a runaway guard member and then we wound up in, well, where we became, the place that we became lords. Because Oh yes, we found out during that time that Ari was really a princess from back home. So that was kind of like, oh, Don, I can't really use that to our advantage in a new world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but then we both, we all became kings and queens anyway, which was after meeting this drow, which, uh, is any of this making sense? It's a long story. <laughs> there was a portal and you're here. Yes. Got it. But... So you're intimidated by Ari because she's a, a queen? Is that why you're calling off the wedding, my dude? No, no. Again, I feel like everyone misinterpreted that moment. But no, really, I, I have much honor and respect for her. I mean, she is royalty, and therefore, uh, as an adventurer, I would be one to help protect her. So I just feel an extra sense of... But then we found out that we all technically were... Well, even Valari apparently had some sort of royal lineage or something, and, well, Rumiel, Draklin, well, he was already a lord, so that wouldn't make sense, and, well, my own past being what it is, but, that, yes. So you're not calling off the wedding? It's not. I look at, I look at, I'm a very simple man. 
Yes. As, as this wedding talk and backstory has all happened, we're going to sidestep a moment. Ari, you had stormed off a little bit ago uh, with all the wedding talk. Where where do you think you would have gone? Um, Probably would check out the ship because we just got right on it before going back to my quarters to get some rest. Yeah, so we're going to do a sidestep here. And uh, Ari, you are... You've been able to walk about like the, the upper deck. You do see uh, the captain's quarters, the quarters that were assigned to you. Uh, there's a, a small little like viewing uh, platform in the back that has a, a looking glass. So you're able to look across the, the ocean if you wish. Um, you, you bypass the, the group still talking. You see Garth and uh, Patrick talking. And at the front of the ship, you're able to find that there's uh, the the main navigation uh where you see uh a few of the the deck hands working on um just kind of navigating pinpointing um you see them kind of looking up into the sky and pointing out and you see a compass moving about and they're they're really working hard and they kind of wave at you and go back to their work uh you do see a, a couple spots where you could go below deck if you wished um and every time you've passed by it's been kind of noisy underneath it sounds like uh, whoever's on the ship is is here um, having a, a blast and trying to keep spirits up as uh, Doom is is chasing you all. Um, is there any of that you'd like to step into briefly before we get back to wedding talk? Uh, well, in that case... Um, in that yeah. case. <laughs> uh, I think hearing sounds of a party downstairs, I would, Ari would be intrigued of... What's going on? Yeah, as you as you step below deck, uh, a, a very steep set of stairs drop into the deck below. Uh, as you get underneath, there's lanterns hanging throughout to provide light. It seems almost like you've stepped into a, a mess hall pub area where some of the crew and travelers are just hanging out and drinking and uh, sharing food. There's all sorts of smells of uh, cooked meats and breads and vegetables and other things you don't even recognize that you've not seen, uh, potentially from distant lands. You you two uh, notice there's the, the giant bird sitting off in the corner uh, as he's made his way below deck uh, and enjoying a pint himself. You do see uh, throughout as well, there's various creatures you've you've not met. Um, but as you as you step in, a, a young man walks up and hands you a, a, a stein that is full of um, what smells like a, a mead or, or beer. Uh, and he's, his skin is a very pale blue and his eyes are completely blue. And you feel a breeze as he comes up next to you. And his hair and clothing kind of just tussles as if there's a light breeze constantly blowing on him. Uh, and he, he looks across the room. It's just a wonderful party that we're having here. Isn't it? I mean, it looks cool. I just got here. What's the occasion? Well, there's some of us <clears throat> traveling from distant lands who haven't seen one another for many years. Um, the presence of um, a certain magical item on this ship has brought us all together once again. Once again? So, like, yes. you've done this before? Is well, a reunion? We've met many times as our lands have crossed for war, for trade, for various other things. See, I'm from multiple, multiple boat trips away, many days travel. Um, 
we have a magical enchanted land of many of my folk and he kind of looks down at himself and puts a hand up I'm sure you don't see many blue people around <laughs> there's, no. there's many colors and many enchanted people like myself um my name is reginald what is your Reginald? yes very well i'm ari Oh, man. Nice to meet you, Ari. And as, as you reach out and you, you shake his hand, you feel a breeze come off of him. Uh, something that, again, is mildly startling to you. What? I'm so sorry. What are you? Well, I'd like to say I'm human, but um, I am a Janasi. Um, we, we're an elemental folk. Um, our, our families are human, generally, but... We've been cursed, blessed, however you may like to call it. And some of us are imbued with the elements. I myself, a bit of wind runs in my family. <laughs> okay, I was picking up on that. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> we're not on the deck, we're down here. And I was like, whoa, where's that breeze going? <laughs> Let's just say it makes it hard to light a candle. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But probably really easy to blow them out on your birthday. Is that a thing where you're from? Mm, not that tradition of sorts. Okay. But... Well, never mind. Well, enjoy this brew, and um, I'm sure if you haven't yet met, there's a few key folks here that will be speaking, I believe. Oh, and he he, he looks at you again. Ari, you're part of the party that has... Oh, well, yes. We will be speaking tomorrow. You will get to meet uh, a few more of us as we try to solve this powerful problem. And he lets out a little bit of a chuckle, and uh, as he starts to, to walk away and wave to you, you feel almost a breeze kind of push him away. Uh, and he, he steps into the crowd and um, starts dancing alongside a few other people in, in the mix. So you're standing there now, kind of hair tussled a bit from the breeze with a beer in hand. Cool. Now, back to uh, the backstory crew. Uh, anything going on there? Do you need to pose for your, your new album cover, the backstory crew? Uh, yeah. Backstory's back. back. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm glad we were there together. <laughs> but that, wasn't, that, that wasn't planned for, but thank you. I greatly <laughs> appreciate that. It's how in sync we are. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like it would have been uh, just more more explanations from Garth and more Thad just not getting the minutia of detail <laughs> of things. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I figured we'd keep working in until unless there's any other particular conversations we need to have. Like, I know I'm going to do a sword for for Ari, to replace her longsword. Uh, are there any other metal crafting things that need to be done? Because Valari doesn't really... I mean, you have daggers, right? But you don't... I have two. You don't, like, get up in there. Um, you don't do blink daggers, do you? I can only make the items. It's on you to enchant them, my dude. Okay. 
I don't even think I know what would that be. I'd have to like control it with Misty Step. Uh-huh. <laughs> as you're you're figuring that out, uh, a horn sounds on deck, and a voice yells out, "Ship change!" And you you see a bit of hustle as a few people come stumbling out from under deck. Uh, some looking like they just woke up, some looking like they didn't sleep and maybe are a little drunk. Uh, and they some... they shuffle through. Uh, five or six come up to the deck uh, where you're at and wait, start wait, wait. cleaning. Wait, did you just yeah. say they just stumbled on out? They just stumbled on up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because of the inn, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so <on> so <laughs> a few of them come out from below deck and start kind of cleaning uh, around the, the forge area. Uh, a few head up front, you see the navigators swap out. Uh, there, there have been a couple pacing throughout, kind of as watch, uh, watchmen, guards, etc. Uh, they they change out over the course of the next couple minutes, um, and so you you see a few faces pass uh, as it is now dark. Oh. Time certainly does fly around here, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. Have you guys? Been to your rooms? No, no, I just, well, I mean, I walked around, just kind of got a lay of the land. Uh, I mean, I, I, uh, <laughs> right, we're on a boat. Um, ship. Um, we, uh, yes, I, I was shown where the quarters are, though. Uh, Glory, you want me to grab you a bucket so you can make it there, or is that drink helping you out? No, I thought I had earlier already been to my room. Oh, right. You we talked you about that. Did, they yeah. were like wandering yeah. around. And I went you and figured out. I turned around saying that. I'm like, well, because I've just been standing here like this. <laughs> like eight hours. <laughs> That's awkward. I, I definitely said a few things to her. Just figured she wasn't feeling good. Hmm. All right. <laughs> well, I appreciate um, your help, little dude. You are welcome. Arya's nice. shift change is called out. You notice that the party kind of calms down, and there's a few people just eating and drinking normally uh, after a couple minutes. Uh, you see some people go even further below deck, where you believe sleeping quarters and other things are, and then a few go up to the top deck. Cool. Um, I would probably try to grab some food, a doggy bag of sorts, because I'm guessing my friends upstairs haven't eaten, so... I'll try to grab a little something to take up, and I'm going to head towards the, our quarters. Yeah, you don't find any containers per se, but you do see that there's a various amount of uh, wooden plates of, of different sizes. You find one about serving platter size that you're able to just throw a few things on. Uh, well, so I'm going to borrow this. There you go. <laughs> no one really seems to care. One, one man kind of looks up from the big bite of some poultry that he's eaten and kind of lets out a huh. <laughs> and keeps eating, just like, okay, I see you, whatever. Uh, but no one else seems to bat an eye. Cool. Party, it is I mean, nightfall. I think, yeah, I think Garth would probably head back to the room. Yeah. As you're, as you're all heading back, uh, you, you bump into one another, Ari bringing up a big plate of food. Uh, Astro is running around with the the handle part of the broom just enjoying it and blinking here and there across the the deck just being a puppy and then he puts his nose up and runs up and it's like walking right next to Ari just staring up at her drooling as he notices there's 
the smell of meat coming from the plate that she's she's carrying around. Uh, I think, Valari, you said you'd retired to just go rest for a little bit? Yeah. All right. Uh, as, you, as you do make your way back to the rooms, there's two small rooms, each with uh, two cots, a uh, small table. You each have a, a window in there. Uh, Valari's in one. There's the second one that's fully open. Uh, under the table, you each see that there's a couple small chests that you can like lock away any items if you wish, uh, but it's not really much. It's it's enough to just lay your head down and rest if you wish. Cool. I'll give them some food, toss something to Astro, and then I'm going to head into the room with Valari. All right. Uh, I walk in into the, the room uh, that I assume uh, Garth and I are going to use. <laughs> I just, I take out Linus and I'm just like, what's the like protocol here? <laughs> I mean, we've definitely rented one room at an inn and then just set up Linus in the inn. Just get a little more space, a little more comfort. Well, cause he probably likes to, to not be in a ball, right? Yes, I'm sure. I mean, like, it's always good to get the those pillow goblins some uh, fresh air every now and then. Uh, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna start setting them up then. Badrick, as you as you start to see how big the space is, uh, you're able to tilt like one of the beds on its side and stack the table on the other bed so you can make enough room to to set this tent up. Uh, and by the time you, you lay it out, uh, you and Garth are kind of like side by side, pushed up near the door. There's not a lot of space. Uh, it's, a, it's a tiny room, and the tiny tent seems gigantic in here. Uh, but you're able to lay it out, and the, the flaps kind of breeze open. And you hear inside a very similar horn, uh, but a little bit more comical, to the ship change horn that you heard a few minutes ago. Uh, Peeking your head in, you see that there's a very silly rendition of a, a ship. Uh, and on the sides of the ship, there's some pillow goblins sitting there throwing blue pillows up in the air, like splashing in front of it. Um, and there's one pillow goblin pacing the very small deck with a, a very silly hat that looks kind of like a, a, a sailor's captain's hat. So... That's that's it. You get a, a glimpse of as you two set up the the fort in a room that's barely big enough to hold. I think we made the right choice. Oh yes, definitely. Then I, I I head on in. You get greeted with a, a few salutes and a few dabs as uh, the pillow goblins recognize the, the Hydra crew. Uh, I guess we start setting up, uh, getting ready for, for bed. Yeah, pillows yeah. galore. You you may make your bedding wherever. Uh, do you do you just set this up and allow it to be yours for the night, or do you wish to alert the ladies next door? Um, <laughs> I think it's a Garth and Thad kind of thing tonight. Yeah, I think. In uh, Insert, we had the wherewithal to set it up, so... Insert pillow fight montage between you two? Exactly. 
Garth Drink finishes his, his tale about how everyone met. <clears throat> Bores Thadric to sleep. I I pull out one of my many books. Wait, where'd it go? I'm just picturing a montage of them like jumping on pillows, hitting each other with pillows, and it's girls just wanna have fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, We're sitting on sitting on the edge like this and kicking our feet at times. Yeah, yeah. Still in full armor. There's <laughs> <laughs> all my extra books. Um I would pull out let's see, which book would I pull out tonight? Oh, the I would pull out the in-depth knowledge and understanding of the bumblebee because I'm I'm pretty much like on the last few pages of it. Yeah, so I, that's my nightly reading. I'm just learning about the bumblebee. Um, and as I uh, as I kind of finish it up, you know, right before we're, as we're quieting down, I'm like, that was a fun. Re- hey, Thandric, uh, you said um, Sandra. Was was uh, a Sandra. bookworm? No, she's a human. Z? Wait, is it with a Z? With an X? Yeah, Sandra. Sandra. No, he said Sa- he, he said, said with an, an X. Sandra. Wait. Oh, X. Zandra. It's like the espresso espresso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Well, on my island, Sandra. We were... <laughs> Would she like a... Do you think she'd like this? It's an in-depth knowledge and understanding of the bumblebee. Just some little light reading I picked up. I mean, I've never known her to say no to a book. She one time said, draw your wisdom from many places. So, that's a place. Well, here you go. A a little souvenir from your trip other than a ring that you can bring her. Thank you. Hold it. Put it, like, tuck it in my backpack. Uh, that hour before sleep, uh, probably while he, while Garth was kind of finishing up there, uh, Thad would go over into a corner, just kind of sit, meditate, and uh, after after about an hour, a very finely honed and crafted longsword is now in front of him with the 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 that like Thad Thad's brand, his maker mark, I guess, in the hilt. Of it, nice leather, uh, a, a crimson leather wrapped Ooh. tang. You got it. There you go. Beautiful sword appears. Yeah. Now, meanwhile, uh, Ari, Valari, and Astro are in the other room. Anything that you wish to do to close out the night or plan for tomorrow? Sleep. Sleep. I'm tired. Astro sits there licking the plate clean as you ladies are, are crawling into bed and looks around and starts sniffing at the boots and at the bags just to see if there's any other food laying about for himself, as puppies do. I just... They don't seem to have thought about this and they're going to bed, but they brought in a dog who hasn't been on land for many hours, who's been eating and drinking things. Yep. I'm just saying, there's boots around. So paint that picture however you want, but I'm just adding to it. You are not the DM. I'm just saying. You are not the DM. No one said I take Astro, like hold Astro over the edge and say go to the bathroom. Have you ever tried that with a dog? That doesn't work. 
sure there's somewhere that he's like relieved himself already or something. Yeah, somewhere on deck he's relieved himself. Yeah. Uh, probably on one of the the center masks. The poop deck. On the poop deck. Ha 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 ha. It was right there. It was right there. Well. Or I would go with him and just like press to digitate like some grassy. <laughs> Look here, it's fake grass. Uh, now, as you all settle off into sleep, the night passes, and you are awoken by knocks on the door. First, on the ladies' uh, room. Sun's up! And then, next on the guys' room. Sun's up! And that's all you hear, as light does peek into the windows. The women see it. The men are currently in Pillow Fortopia and don't get to see all of that so far. Also, it's been established that is not a morning person. Yeah, neither sorry. Did and... they bring me the Java? No, they just banged down the door to give you your wake up call. Room. The okay. Java. I've probably already been awake. Um, so I just head on up. Yeah, I think as, as you head out, uh, you do notice that there are a few smaller vessels that are sailing alongside uh, the one that you're on. They mm -hmm. each have the the cloud symbol on their their sails, uh, and they also have a little bit of the the metallic uh, inlays around. You do believe it might be piping or other stuff that you've seen on this vessel. Um, so very similar. It looks like there's a small fleet now kind of growing. Huh. This is interesting. There's more of these boats than I thought there were going to be. Shit. Remember, remember when I said we're an island nation, my dude? Yes, I just still getting used to it. I just remember, kick the legs. The legs. Uh, as as you were all coming out of the rooms, uh, the the smell of of meats being cooked emanates through the the boards of the deck. Uh, Ari the night before had seen where the food had been uh, at least set out to to have, uh, but the rest <laughs> of you are just smelling potential breakfast and have no idea where it's coming from. Follow me. All right, I'm gonna walk that way. As you as you head to the the same little uh, entry to the the mess area, uh, you walk down and it's a lot quieter this morning. Uh, there's a few people eating, cleaning up, and hustling about, uh, but there's no party that was going on before. Uh, there's a, a few small platters of food set up roughly on a table that look like the the cook just kind of tossed up there and didn't really set with any beauty um uh, and a few of the glances that come your direction uh, kind of eyeball the fact that there's a tiefling and a dog and a few others in the midst that weren't before you notice that uh you're being watched a little bit by a handful of uh people down here as you're able to get your breakfast uh when i when i arrive at the table yep. uh I want to set uh, in front of Ari the new longsword. 
It's so pretty. Thank you. As promised. Wait, I don't know what voice that was. Thadric <laughs> <laughs> just goes into uh, some. Um, um, uh, well, that was a rough night. <laughs> yeah, y'all not get much sleep. I know those beds weren't very comfortable, were they? I look at Garth and go, no. <laughs> and the not constant rocking was horrible. Also, I never took down Linus in the morning. It's still up in the room. Just Perfect. I put the longsword yeah. in my sheath. As, as you do that uh, and have your breakfast, the, the blue man that uh, Arya had met the evening before rides up and sits down with a bit of breeze that blows across the table. Hey, Reggie! Or, sorry, Red, Reginald. Reggie. Reggie? Reggie is my father's name. Dirty Slay. We don't call one another shortened names. Really? You're missing out. People had to call me Aurelia all the time. Anyways, Reginald is a Are you are you telling me that I was misspeaking your name? Is it Aurelia? No, no, yes, it is. Well, <laughs> in, that, in that case, Aurelia. Uh, Princess Aurelia. Queen Aurelia. Queen, Queen Aurelia. I May I get introduced Queen to Aurelia the rest of betrayed. your body? Yeah, this is bad, Rick. This is Valari. And this is Gartholomew. Okay, but Gartholomew, wouldn't your culture Valari also think it's... No, my name isn't actually, my full name is Goth, so she's being disrespectful by adding to my name. <laughs> it's a sign of his, respect. His... Mm-hmm. He shakes his head, and as he does, a strong gust of wind kind oh, of blasts okay. across you all. Okay. I'm going to need to tell he's, he's a little upset at uh, the shenanigans that are happening. <laughs> Wait, who's this guy? Reginald. I am Reginald. I am one of the envoys for my nation. As I had um, spoken to Aurelia the evening before, we are many, many days away from my nation, but we are here to help with the power that you possess. I think we got it under control. Well... If the scouts are saying otherwise, there's been sightings of krakens and other beasts attempting what? to find this vessel. Okay, you, maybe I would If not. you wish to take one of the smaller vessels and lead them away and um, use your powers, you may. But um, do not endanger the hundreds of lives on this vessel. <laughs> I'm gonna eat my breakfast. Perfect. Well, Valari, Thadric, and Garth, we will be above deck briefly um, to sort out what the next steps are and how our nations may help one another. Is there like a big volcano on this earth? Because maybe we could just go take it up there and throw the power in. If it's like really, really hot, maybe it would... I think they want to use the power to save their own worlds before destroying it, much like we saved Stonehaven. Yeah, but... Listen, using a great power that is evil to try to save your nation. Is the power evil or is the power the way it is used evil? 
I mean, with great power comes great responsibility. If you don't do it, if you don't use it, well, then, well. Well, many words for no action, but we I'm sorry, did. What? Okay, you gotta hold up there. We did hold up, discuss. Wait a minute. We did discuss throwing it into volcanoes, but there are some of my folk that live amongst the lava, and it would not be too hard to access that. Also, I'm sure there's beasts of uh, various demeanors that would enjoy swimming through lava to reach the power. But that's another story. Sir Gartholomew, on the other hand, does have a, a strong point on what must be done. Yes, there is a need for power in our society to ensure that our, our lineage continues with the elemental blessings. You see this light skin of mine, usually one with such a gift as mine is a very bright blue, but not for myself. Our power is fading, and it uh, seems like many have issues with that. The, the war-forged folk who are helping us with these vessels really need their forge to, to be fired again. So, Aurelia, Gartholomew, Valari, Thadric, and companion dog, we will um, request your presence above deck shortly. And he bows and stands there briefly for any Final words. It really is just Goth. Like, her full name is Aurelia, but mine is just Goth. Goth Underfoot. If you want to add my last name, that's cool. All right. Goth Underfoot. Cool. That one, I'm good with that one. Cool. Um, yes, we'll be up in a bit. We'll help sort all of this out. <clears throat> oh, we will speak soon. And he hustles above deck with a breeze that follows him. Party, what is it you do with this new-ish information? Finish the food. Finish <laughs> the food. The most important thing yeah. is the food. Yeah. It's kind of rude that he interrupted while we were eating, but... Right. I believe uh, I believe chat is also coming up with wonderful names for High Lord Gartholomew, Lord of Bees, and House of Underfoot. So, so, yeah. so Ari... Yeah. When did you meet that dude? Uh, last night. They were throwing a rager. I came down, got a drink, said yeah. hi. It's when I brought you all dinner. Uh. Apparently they do this sometimes. Like, these guys have all met. We're being kind of invited to some council. Of... Hopefully they're not all as uptight as he is. Usually uh. councils are. Do you remember the Eladrin... They were, oh, they were. Well, the orange dude was. Is he here? Anybody seen Orangey? I think I saw him. Okay. Isn't he dead? No, orange one made it. The other colors are no more. Uh. Okay. Yeah. What about those rope? Not robot, because I wouldn't know what that is. Because I wouldn't know what that is. The warforge. <laughs> what? What about those warforge dudes? Have we seen them at all? You did see a few as you uh, came on board. One seemingly the, the captain of the vessel uh, and a handful that you had met before. 
Yeah. Are we going to be in trouble for taking the thing? I don't think so. I think they want to protect it and help. I mean... Nobody had called dibs. We technically didn't do anything wrong. We took evil power from evil place, did good, and... It seems like they've been trying to get the Stone of Power. We are the only ones to have succeeded. Yeah. And... So we're just, like, better than everybody. I mean... Nice. We shouldn't say that, but if they try to claim otherwise... wrong. They have ships and ships worth of people, apparently, who couldn't get the job done. But that's the thing is, sometimes the best party is the smaller party. It goes unseen, while larger groups are what would be focused upon. It's pretty deep, my dude. Well, this is just strategy. I like to think that I'm running, rubbing off on you. Oh, it's also that. Your wisdom. It's no. great and knows no bounds. <laughs> <laughs> Now, above deck, you hear a bit of a, a hustle. Uh, some some boots running across the deck. Uh, Are there tabaxi up there? Are there boots and cats? Maybe. Did there arise such a clatter? <laughs> <sighs> also, Trepio is my new favorite. That's uh, you, you hear a crunch as the vessel gets sunken by a kraken <laughs> that just sucks you underneath. Sunken by a kraken. I cast water breathing. <laughs> I heard it last night. No, you you hear you hear boots hustling about. Uh, no shouting, no yelling, or voices that you could tell. It just seems like there's uh, a bit of motion, uh, but without any reason that you know. Should we head up? Everyone done with breakfast? Yeah, I know. I'm always sad to see it finished as well. I miss those muffins, or those whatever. I miss Java. <laughs> as, as you're all missing things, uh... Hmm? She said, so does Ari. <laughs> uh, a, a familiar little cobalt face comes running past. Congratulations! Oh, bam! <laughs> <laughs> You do connect, uh, you knock the kobold over, and he goes sliding across the floor, and he stands up, clutching his face a little bit. Um, sorry, I knew not another word. I shouldn't have said that. Uh, uh, I'm just gonna I go in the punch too, sorry. Yes, you should apologize, that is so rude. I told him to stop teasing me. I just got flashbacks to... To what? Look how much smaller that dude is. You're with your grandfather? Yeah. <laughs> he would tease me. Oh, you think that tree's cool? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think the, that's really... There's no the, people. <laughs> I don't like being picked on, but I shouldn't pick on you. I should use my strength for better things. Okay. Um, did you get... I'm going to the meeting. Did you get enough sleep? And he's holding his face and he reaches up and grabs a bit of meat off of the, the main table and just holds it there and backs away from you. And he goes... It's okay. It'll, it'll heal up soon. And he, as he moves his hand, his eyes quickly swollen up. Uh, he bites the meat and hustles above deck. Did he just put that on his 
face no, and then he, he held it back and then he took a bite of it but you saw when he when he pulled his hand down to oh, okay. like really gnaw on the thing because it's it's a big piece of meat to him gotcha. i don't know if it was the like steak on the eye to no make no uh, he was just holding his eye from being okay. decked and sliding across the floor um, but he, he hustles up and, uh, seemingly, uh, gets out of your hair as quickly as he can. Now, you do hear a, a couple of short blasts of a horn above deck, uh, and some shouts that you can't quite understand, uh, what they're saying, but the sound of movement gets a bit stronger. Uh, so there's a lot of things happening above deck now. All right, come on now. Yes, it's meeting time. Okay. Now, as you emerge, wanna, before we go into the meeting, I want to. I I may not be much use in this meeting. I'm not a smart man. But <laughs> you are wise beyond your years. Really? Because I I'm I mean. I'm like over 50. Ew, really? Guys, he's over 50. Dude, your fiance is like half your age. I'm checking that. Oh no, I'm 48. Well, it's been a year since I wrote that down, so I'm 49. Yeah. <laughs> now. We did, wait, when was my birthday? I don't remember a cake. You're probably uh, battling something. Probably patting fire out on your shoulder from a dragon or the explosion in uh, Standing Rock. Who knows? But uh, yeah, you. I mean, yeah, maybe you were right. lucky and you you had your birthday while you were serving as king in Standing Rock. It is possible, but uh, possible. As, as things are happening above deck, uh, a head peeks down, a, an older man. Make sure you cover the hatches. Uh, latch them up when you're done. And you notice there's a couple of the, the hatches you'd seen uh, from the outside, kind of windows, but like just a, a swinging piece of wood that aren't locked up. Uh, most of them are, are locked up with a, a little pin and hook. Uh, but you see a couple near you that are kind of bouncing a little bit in the breeze. Uh, there's... Oh, uh, uh I cast Mage Hand and like pull it shut and latch it. You're able to latch a couple of them up. Uh, and then you see uh, another couple people that are finishing their breakfast locking up and hustling uh, below deck as well. What's um what's going on, my man? Oh, uh, usually when they, they tell us to close up the hatches, there's something that they've spotted. Uh, it could be rain, it could be wind, it could be... Uh, something that, uh, you know, <clears throat> well, I, I, I hope not. I've only seen one in my life. Those are scary. I don't they know are. if you've seen them, but, uh, whew. so it could be another ship. It could be a, a vessel trying to come our way. Don't know. But, uh, that usually also means careful. So, um, careful. And he hustles down the deck and latches a few Me more too. windows. Thank you. I turned to Thadric. I'm really glad I prepared water breathing. Thad's <laughs> <laughs> just looking after that guy that was just here. He's like, I feel like that dude's a kindred spirit. 
<laughs> and uh, I want to, while, while we're gathering things and kind of getting ready to go up, I want to turn to Ari and be like, did you see Garth, how he closed that hatch? Like, he's a real sail dude? Cool. And then I go upstairs. It's not, not a word. I'll follow. Patrick, as you emerge, uh, you see a handful of people looking off to the side of the vessel, uh, one with a spyglass in hand, and the others just like murmuring and, and talking together. Uh, there's a, a few others that are just leaning over the edge and pointing and putting their hands up and looking as if they're trying to figure out what's going on. And as you're able to get a glimpse, there seems to be a, a small island not too far out. Um, well, you're in the, the deep of the ocean that you believe, and you hear some murmurs. Oh, I think I think the island's moving. No, no, it can't be moving. It's an island. Why would an island move? And there's a bit of commotion around what has been spotted. Uh, <laughs> when Garth comes up uh, the stairs, I just kind of look at him and make like a kicky leg motion. Yep. And then I'll point out and be like, they say that's moving? Do we have a, we don't have a spyglass anywhere, do we? There's one at the back of the ship that uh, Ari had found. Um, it's a mounted spyglass. Uh, it seems to be bigger than what they're using. Let's go look at this thing. Polari and, and I'll go back. And tow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll go back and look through that thing. Yeah, as you okay. all hustle to the back, uh, interestingly enough, no one's there uh, looking through the spyglass. And as, as Thadric, you put an eye up to it and point to this little island, you believe you, you see the island kind of bouncing in the water a little bit. Um, much more than an island should, because, you know, they're, they're stationary things. Um, you do notice a handful of trees, uh, a few small beaches, so this thing is a few hundred feet long and a few hundred feet deep as far as you can understand um and just as you are, are taking a peek at it you notice that it comes up a little bit more and it looks like it's sitting on some stone almost um mm -hmm. i'm currently looking something up because yep. i oh, oh maybe it's on this one um doo -doo. ah I oh didn't need to so didn't need to prepare that one. Valari as uh because it's a ritual. It's, they're all kind of mumbling and looking about. I think you still need to prepare mm -hmm. the rituals. It doesn't take a slot to cast them because I think you're looking at the same thing I'm looking yeah. at. No, uh, when it comes to wizards, if it's in your book, you can cast it as a ritual, even though you don't have the spell prepared. You just have to have the book. Because mm -hmm. I have rituals too. Yeah. But I think I have to prepare them for the day, but they don't yes, take a slot. Clerics, clerics are different than wizards in that capacity. Okay. Um, so, uh, well, darn, I just... Okay, I'll, I'm going to go back and adjust those spell slots, because Garth would have known that better than Nick. Garth would have known that, yeah. Um, so, as soon as that starts happening... Uh, like, as soon as we start coming upstairs and there's a little hustle and bustle, Garth is going to start ritually casting water breathing to include all the members of his party because it's a ritual and 
uh, it grants up to 10 there willing creatures. Um, well, I guess seeing that, and after seeing the moving island, yep. I'll also sit down and begin to cast ritualistically water walk on all of us. There you go. Uh, anyone else peeking through the spyglass as Fabric is looked? No one else? Just Thadric? Okay. Uh, Ari, you see very much the same thing. Uh, Can I have you roll perception, please? Yeah. Um, It's an 18 on the die plus 4. 22. As you you see the island, you believe you see a bit of rock or something come up on the far side and then sink back under fairly quickly. Uh, So there is definitely motion or movement there. Uh, Now... Valari, as as they're all looking, uh, Astro kind of peeks his head forward and looks through some of the rungs and then lets out a grr and a bark and then backs up and tucks right between your legs and looks up at you and lets out a little whimper as he's a bit nervous. The captain No, it's, it's pretty quiet back here. The rest of the, the crew is either above... Uh, the the sleeping quarters that you had on a, an upper deck where um, they're doing the the control of the boat and then there's a bunch up at the front doing the navigation and then there's some hustle and bustle across the deck um, working on sails and uh, keeping the the ship moving very quickly uh, as as you're casting okay. these ritualistic uh, versions of your spells you do notice that you believe even though you're sailing um, kind of alongside of where the island would be, not going towards it, the island seems to be coming closer to you. That thing is definitely moving. Not good. I gotta just keep focusing on the casting until you tell me ten minutes has passed. Yeah, ten minutes has not yet passed. Uh, now, there is a, a clink and a clank of what seems to be metallic boots coming hustling back towards you all into a warforged that is of a different build than the more humanoid looks this one is kind of squatty um and has a bit more of like a if you took kind of like a a rock creature bottom so like very heavy booted um with what seems like a human face but on one arm, there's a big uh, boiling pot, a clear pot of liquid uh, that seems to be attached into like the shoulder and forearm. And then the other one is a, a small claw hand structure. Um, you notice in the chest of this thing that there seems to be a, a bunch of metal uh, balls that are formed and just kind of like stashed within. And this Warforged comes up you must be careful. There is potential for danger. And he points the claw finger out towards the island. We believe that is not an island. You are right. Well, be prepared for the worst. And he hustles off as quickly as he came back to to let you know. I don't know how to do that. What? Well, on land, I know how to, you know, be prepared, but on a boat? <laughs> Without, like, really stopping the casting, <laughs> just, go up and just kick your legs. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, Dad and I are working on it. <laughs> now, as as we're nearing the ten minutes of the, the casting time, you hear a lot of motion, a lot of clinks and clunks, and then off the edges of the boat, you hear uh, wood smacking, as you you believe that potentially some of those uh, portholes are being swung open very quickly. Uh, those that aren't casting do notice that the island continues to get closer and closer. And as it does, some of the island starts sliding off of what seems to be rock. And you see almost a geometric pattern of, of sorts underneath the, the bits of the island. There's a bit of dirt and sand and a couple lone palm trees kind of stuck in the middle. And as, as it gets closer, a giant turtle-like head rears up out of the water and lets out a large screeching scream and then tucks back underwater and the island sinks under with it. And there's bubbles and splashes a few hundred feet out. And as it continues to bubble and splash closer, one of the ships uh, in the rear between you and where this creature was uh, kind of rocks funny and a big maw comes up and almost nearly fully engulfs the thing. The boat was, I'd say, at biggest, about a third of your vessel, uh, but still, it's scary that the mouth had almost fully covered this vessel, pulls it under, and only a bit of sail is left floating. Uh, there's quite a, a splash of water and waves ripple across, and you feel it rock your boat, and you see some of the other boats tilt a bit and crews on them hustling about trying to keep afloat. Uh, you hear blasts of horns and shouts and screams on your vessel and all of the others. And as that happens, um, there's a, a little pitter patter of the same cobalt that you had punched earlier. I'm sorry, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. Um, say anything to you. You should probably get off the back of the vessel so you don't fall. That's how we lost a few of my friends. Okay. Don't, don't ever stack three kobolds in a trench coat and hope to look out the back of a vessel when it's rocking. Oh, the top two go away very quickly if I'm splashed incorrectly. He runs up to the front. Don't tell us what to do. Let's go, guys. <laughs> do I finish casting? You finish casting uh, about the time that he is finishing his little three kobolds in a trench coat story. Okay, so you all feel this rush of magic over you, and you take deep breaths in, and you're you're still gaining. But I feel like um, you you just feel like this magic on your neck. Gills don't necessarily open up there, but it's kind of like, I mean, it's probably like Waterworld, where like they would open if you went underwater. You know, it's I like think, Kevin, I whereas think, Kevin Costner's were behind his ears, right? Yeah. yeah. I think part yeah. of it is uh, you might feel that as you take a breath in, you don't feel it come straight through your nose fully. You feel it kind of come in through the sides of your neck as well as you now have a little bit more. Uh, yeah space to breathe in more cavities yeah. to and fill. so this is going to last for 24 hours nice okay there you go y'all can the last water for 24 hours we live that long 
You live that long. Garth is, and this isn't even a concentration spell. Garth is gonna, like, realizing his situation and just the way life works, from now on, at the start of the day, Garth is casting Breathe Water. <laughs> breathe Water and wow. some, like, epically formed Featherfall or other things. <laughs> yeah. 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 My, mine isn't as uh, noticeable. But if you're like, we're like walking away, you step on a puddle, like that they hadn't quite s- swept up yet. Uh, it's like stepping on oobleck, like a, a cornstarch material. Oh, yeah. Where yeah. it gives a little bit, but you don't like get wet and you don't sink into it. Mm-hmm. But that only lasts for an hour. So if you live that long. So I think Patrick and I finish, and I'm like, I feel, I kind of feel that in my feet. I'm like, oh, oh, yes. Wonderful thought, Thadric. Wonderful thought. In case we have to run. <laughs> right. Should we perhaps get off the back of the boat, as was suggested by the Pope? Yeah, Ari was already moving. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. Okay. She's moving. We should protect the princess. Um, <clears throat> you would say that. I'd look to Valaria. <laughs> <laughs> Nudges her a little bit. I'm sure you have the rings oh. handy and you, you show them off, right? <laughs> yeah, I show Valaria there. Also, uh, Patrick has a new quest. Oh, what were you saying? Patrick's new quest is to to wingman Garth so hard. (laughs) His one and only quest, the epic wingman. Uh, Garth, Nathan, you had something. Yeah, I was just I was just picturing that that giant turtle thing. Should I be picturing kind of like that part in the Pokemon movie? Detective Pikachu, those big old turtles, kind of like those guys. Sure. Or like an avatar with Aang talking to the dragon turtle. We didn't see that, so. I would say it's probably closer to Avatar. But I I will use the power of the internet in a few minutes to uh, double check what this Pikachu turtle is, because I want to see this Pikachu turtle. A Pikachu turtle, isn't that just Squirtle? No, this was different. There was, <laughs> there were different ones. Like, there's one type of turtle out there. Now, it's like one of well, the yeah, Pokemon now is like two thousand. As, as you, come on, come on, as you're hustling back to the main part of the deck, you notice a few more of these uh, constructs, the warforged creatures, like the one you just met with the very large, sturdy feet, setting up alongside, pointing out with the one arm with the the boiling vessel on their shoulder uh, pointing off the edge. And as they they kind of set up, uh, parts of their, what seems to be ankle kind of shoot out and stick down into the the deck a little bit and really hold them in. Uh, They they seem to be taking up point. Uh, Now, as you, you see this happen, you see along the edges, there's a few spots that have almost seems to be like sockets for these guys to lock themselves down into the deck. Uh, and you believe now that they're they're getting prepared for a fight? You just don't know what they will do per se. Uh, a few more shouts come across, and as they do, the water out uh, by one of the, the other vessels shifts and bounces in waves, and you see a giant turtle creature go jumping up and over and splashing with a, a wave this one vessel and it tips and flips over 
uh, almost like a, a small boat in a bathtub. Uh, yes, Garth. What's the distance on that turtle? Uh, the turtle is about 300-ish feet out. Uh, so when it does do the splash a few seconds later, um, a wave hits up against the side of this boat and splashes up onto the deck of the ship that you're on. And this... Um, yes? No. What were you... Oh, he said no. No? No. No, it doesn't happen? There's no turtle? <laughs> oh. No, I just meant... I, sorry, I thought you were... Were you about to say this is where we're going to take a break? This is where we're going to take a break. We no! ready for this turtle that may or may not eat you. I mean, I can I can go five more minutes and I can roll some stacked 20s here and have it just eat the ship. No, it's not going to eat the ship. Okay, cool. We're going to take a 10 minute break uh, as the, the cast has to um, be prepared for their inevitable doom. I mean, for this battle of who knows what, as a uh, giant dragon turtle is, um, you know, kind of coming at him. Bum, bum, bum. So we'll see you guys in about 10 minutes. Enjoy these uh, nice shout outs to our sponsors and um, see you soon. Sorry. The dragon turtle killed them all. Oh, we weren't live. Oh, let's let's redo that, guys. Um, cool. So we're all back. Reroll. Uh, the last ten minutes of break. Uh, the players were texting me all sorts of nasty things about how they're gonna die to a turtle and how that's not fair. Uh, and help. Why? Are you lying to the people? Oh, yeah. I'm a DM. That's what I do. I have to I have to put this nice beautiful front. That actually I've not heard anything from my players. I just unplugged my my earpiece and walked off. So yeah, we ignore you. Now players, you may say those nasty things as this dragon turtle comes closer and closer. Uh, I cast murder dragon turtle. Murder what? Let me look that it's one up. Super, I, I can't it's remember. a super specific spell. I focused in it when I was a young child. Oh, that's the spell you ran past me earlier. Oh, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, I cleared it with you. Yeah, you you cleared it with me. Yes. Uh, but in did you read the fine print of that one? It does say it kills every humanoid within a four hundred foot radius. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Just murder the whole ship and uh, the dragon turtle. I run four hundred and fifty feet out on the water. We have water walk now. <laughs> 
well, welcome back. Uh, we, we're here watching this dragon turtle come ever closer. Uh, we have what seems to be some form of steam cannon setups of sorts from the constructs on the side of this boat. And <clears throat> party, everything goes a bit quiet after the dragon turtle jumps up and over the one vessel tipping it. Like I said, a toy boat in the bathtub. Uh, it's only a few hundred feet out now, and it seems to be coming closer. Anything you wish to do before the inevitable happens? I think, um, I think I would turn to one of the Warforged and just be like, is there anything we could be preparing to do so that we don't die a horrible fast death? The Warforged rotates its head in place and looks at you. You must give it all you've got, sailor. Dun, 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 Told you it was a thing, Ari. Sailor man. Sailor man. <laughs> uh, it turns back forward and has nothing else to say for that question. Uh, is there like... I know we went over the defenses beforehand, but yeah. and the pl the ship is crewed, so I don't know what is open. But is there like ballistas or anything like no. anti ship to ship kind of combat here? It does look like uh, it's some potential small projectiles from the the ten warforged that have locked themselves in on the top deck. Uh, but you do know that there were a few. Uh, portholes that had coverings below that you had closed out. Uh, there may be more below, but there isn't anything on the top deck uh, that's like a ballista of sorts. There are a bunch of ropes and various other things to board other vessels. Uh, there's a few that are hanging from the masts that look like they're, they're used in case you need to swing off or back on. Uh, but there's not a ton of heavy weaponry on this boat that you can tell. Okay. Well, I don't know how to do, use any of that stuff anyway, so... Mm -mm. Just check. Anyone else, anyone else thinking we should just go below deck so that we, at the very least, don't get toppled into the water? Worst case scenario, we're upside down in the ship as it's upside down in the water. Uh, worst case scenario, the ship sinks and we're trapped below decks. Up but here, we can, we can at least attack. Yeah. We've got magic, and I think Ari's got some, like, rocks or something she could throw. Because you don't have magic, right? No. Ah, I do have magic missile. I grab my great axe out. I'm like, I can hit him three times. It'll Technically, be nine. Technically. Technically. Now, as, as you're all preparing for this, again, it goes silent... And then a splack comes up on top of the, the deck and a bunch of water comes down on all of you. I need all of you to make a dexterity saving throw for me, please. Is it against being charmed? If the water is coming at you going, hey, what's going on? Maybe, but it's not. All right, advantage. Got that. <laughs> advantage. <laughs> 18, my good man. 18. I had an 18. 
Lock. Everybody else do it. 19. 19. Close. Garth? <laughs> well, <laughs> I send it through. Aha! And it did better. 19. 19. All of you save. Uh, you do hear a <laughs> yelp and see Astro get splashed onto its side and start skidding towards uh, the edge on the far side of the deck. Not not the side where the, the turtle is at, but the opposite side. Uh, so he goes skidding closer to the edge. Uh, he stops himself and, and stands upright only a couple feet from the edge of the deck and comes rushing over, drenched, and holds his ground right next to the lot of you. Uh, now, another... when he ran over, mm-hmm. there was a light layer of water on the deck, and yeah. he's walking on top of that, not even touching the wood. Yes, precisely. You didn't hear, like, the click, click, click of his nails. You just kind of heard splat, splat, splat as he stayed on top. Mm-hmm. Which is what we kind of would have heard anyways. Yeah. He was running through a puddle. Mm-hmm. And also, he's got a metal leg, so it'd be like, click, click, donk, click, click, donk. Yeah, basically. Yeah. But it was it was all splash, splash, splash. Uh, one more big splash comes at you. I need one more roll, and then something magical will happen. So one more dexterity Yay. save, please. Badger's getting lucky with this dex. 21. Wow. 19. I'm gonna need Lucky. dice. I'm gonna need dice cams on all of you now. <laughs> I got a nine. Nine. Well, you can oh, check my D and D my good dude. This is not good. Nine. Nine. We have two I nines. I will save you, my love. My love. Uh, <laughs> Call uh, Garth, Valari, and Astro get knocked over and sloshed kind of towards that side again. Uh, all of you are able to stop yourselves from going over the, the edge as the water washes up and over, but you do so by kind of putting your foot on the ledge and catching just before getting washed. Uh, and as you're able to stand up and look ahead, now there is a... a Big fin, a flipper, whatever claw-type thing from this uh, dragon turtle kind of hooked up on the edge. And you see its its giant uh, mouth kind of gaping down at you. Um, oh, man. We lost a portal. You back? Andrasex, are you there? Sorry. Yes. Okay. Hello. Oh, I thought I thought Valari and I were going to have to do this all ourselves. Uh, the dragon turtle just inhaled and Garth and Ari were taken away. Uh, welcome back. Uh, so you see this giant maw kind of dripping down over the top of you, and a claw hooked up on top. Uh, the the first round of cannons fire off at this dragon turtle. A few kind of hit in the mouth and into the neck, and now is where we roll for initiative. Okay. I know how to do that. Oh, come on! Come on, <laughs> Every time with initiative. All right. Yeah, I even rolled higher than you let's, this time. Let's do this. Uh, Art. 21. 21. Garth. 16. 16. Cedric. 6. Oof. All right. Uh, and Valari. 13. 13. Okay. So, we are going to go into battle with this dragon turtle that is sloshed up against the side and is biting down at the, the front row of 
essentially defense. Now, that front row of defense are these, like I described previously, these Warforged that aren't as humanoid as one would expect, but they do have the boiling pots uh, that seem to be now steaming as they fire off a round of heavy metal balls out of the front of their arm. You see steam kind of blast out and the pot boils very strong and they, they grab a metal ball out of their chest and jam it into the, the fist portion and rear up the arm again and steam just kind of builds and spurts out of their arm as it seems that they're building the pressure to fire their next round. And we go into battle with Ari at the top of the turn order. I'm going to give it a players. paper cut, AKA fire three little missiles at it. But I'm going to aim for its eye. Aiming for its eye. Yeah. I know better than to go for the shell. Okay. What the shell? Um, that would be 12 points of damage. 12 points of damage. All right. The, the magic missiles go up and hit around the eye of this, uh, this giant turtle and leave tiny little pock marks. And you see a little fizzle of, of steam as they hit and kind of burn off some of the water on. I'm going to yell out, that's just a warning! Garth, it is your turn to follow that warning up with something big and powerful. Can I really quick do a roll? Uh, I want to do like a... Would you, would it be nature, history, arcana to recall information about this creature? Nature or history would probably be your best. It's up to you to oh. choose which and tell me what you hey. want to roll on. I will do history. History. All right. Well, can't roll a non-natural one as a halfling. Yay! There you well, go. Second time you can. Well, the second time I can. Seventeen. Seventeen. Uh, at least in Faerun, you knew that there were only a few of these mythical beasts that would sink ships, um, and sometimes sink entire armadas. Um, that they would just go missing. The armada, not the the beast. Um, there were a few sightings of smaller ones. The the smaller ones would attack more trading vessels and, and smaller ships. Uh, you don't know if any of them have been killed per se, but there was one that seemed to have an island growing on it, and that island was inhabited for quite some time before people understood that it was a living beast below. Um, in your reading here in the Black Isles. You have heard that there are a few that swim along the Black Isles, um, picking off ships between some of the islands. They haven't been sighted in a handful of years since the central island had uh, been sunk, so they've gone dormant for a bit of time. Would I know anything about their abilities or resistance? Yeah, uh, you, you would know that... Um, course the the turtle can breathe both air and water and that uh these guys are pretty powerful uh you you know that some of them uh being of a dragon variety have been known to spray either acid or steam or uh even one that you'd heard potentially had electricity uh but you don't know what like signs would tell you what this one would do 
Okay. Um, with that information, uh, let's see. We're in water. He's. I don't think. I don't think fire is gonna hurt him. Um. See, I think what I'm what I'm wrestling with, and I think Garth now has faced a few dragons. We were in a place that was based on dragons. I've read a lot about dragons. So let me pose this to you. Would Garth understand the idea of because Nathan like I don't want to put this meta into Garth's knowledge. Would yeah. Garth understand legendary resistances for creatures? Or like an I or is it just like they seem to like shake off spells, you know? You you would understand that uh, some of these beasts, especially the ancient ones like this that have spent quite a few years beyond your existence uh, have some form of additional resistance or um, anti-magic or various things, but I don't know that you'd have a quite the word for it as okay. these beasts are, are fairly uh, uncommonly fought and usually very few survive to, to really write about what was, what was happening. So you know that it, it's definitely survived for, for some reason because of a potential blessing resistance okay and the head of this dragon yep about how big uh the head is about <clears throat> 25 feet wide it's one of the biggest uh dragon turtles that you'd ever heard about okay garth I think Garth. Okay, I, I'll I'll take more time to think. Garth right now is shaken, and is sorry for taking up all the time. But Garth is shaken, yeah, and will probably just at, even after all that, instinctually just fire a firebolt at it, okay. um, and then I'll I'll use my in between time to to think yeah, more. Yeah. Um, ugh, I don't think he's going to hit with a thirteen. It does not hit. No. Okay, so Garth is too shaken by having been flung to the side. Even with all of his preparing, Garth's just uh, feeling very small right now and uncomfortable. So, Ooh. onward. All right, Valari, it is your turn. What is it that you do? I'm going to be casting chromatic orb you're going to i'm just yeah. deciding my damage uh i'm gonna go with poison okay um so i imagine the orb would be more green and instead of sparking it looks kind of gaseous okay yeah um so let me cast this um let me roll this <laughs> do you still have some of those magical uh re-rolls or nat 20 i have over? a re-roll okay. still um so i have a 16 total 16 total it does not hit it just kind of bounces off of the the shell of this creature uh so you, you fire it out. Okay. 
Um, just probing the players here a moment. Who's got a nat 20 still? No, Thadric does. I, oh, yeah. I think oh, man. You might have all used them. No, I have a carryover. <laughs> my portent um, is my nat 20. Oh, jeez. Uh, there, there was some carryover of nat 20s, I recall, and I just wanted to know how painful this is going to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all. Don't mind me. Okay. All right. Um, so that misses. Uh, Astro sees an opportunity. The claw that's kind of hooked up on top of the the deck, he runs up and he goes and tries to gnaw into it. Uh, with a five on the die, he just jumps on and starts biting onto the thing and doesn't isn't able to like break into the skin at all. Thadric, mm-hmm. it is your turn. The question is. trying to figure out if we need to buy time to prepare more or we should go at it. But it looks like everyone's just kind of going at it. So, uh, once again, uh, you see the, the, the what looks like liquid metal start to pool around Thadric's hand. Uh, this time it's a, it's a redder metal. It's more of an iron than, the, than before. Uh, and then the, the beam of dripping molten metal fires forth from my hand from Thadric's hand as he casts as a fourth level spell uh, guiding bolt and I would normally at this point roll a die to hit but but Senor Denuso gave me a nat 20 that is so much damage so you're, you're just gonna set you're gonna set that to the side and say no no I'll roll the die because the die is the better choice, right? No, no. I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the guaranteed damage here and use that. It's a right. gift. It would be rude not to. Yeah. Exactly. It's exactly. Uh, so let's we see here. Our, our fans. Okay. So I'm adding I'm adding whatever I roll damage wise to 42 for a total amount. Okay. So my total damage is oh that's a lot of twos and ones. Uh, that's eh. Lame. It's only 67 damage. Only 67 damage as you shoot a big ball of metal at this beam kind of turns into a ball as it builds up on like the, the shell at the neck of this, this turtle and it starts to harden a bit as it's hitting the cool water coming off. Uh, any other descriptors as to how this might look as you're just firing this molten metal? Uh, I feel like it. I feel like that's it. Would it would maybe start to eat into the shell a yeah, little bit? Yeah. Kind of, kind of divot it and dimple it. Uh, and it's it's definitely thrown off uh, because someone else, the next person to attack it before my turn, will have advantage on it thanks to go. the mystical dim lighting glittering on the surface of the target. Oh, there you go. Uh, it is the dragon turtle's turn. And it lets out a roar and sprays steam down at the, the deck. Uh, all of you are within the reach of this steam that it, it breathes out. I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Everyone? Everyone. But I'm not good at that, Jared. Okay, I believe in you. Is this a... Well, you shouldn't. You just shouldn't. Ooh, that's one of my good ones. Oh. Is, it, is this a poison thing? Because I have advantage on those. It's steam, so it's not poison. 
Well, I don't know what's in the steam. It's just scalding it's water. Usually water. <laughs> it's, but it could it's, be scalding poisonous it's water. water on fire. It's water on fire. Isn't that what Nicolas Cage was trying to keep from getting out there in the rock? No, that was uh uh what was it? it sarin was... gas was the opposite of it. Yeah, it was a gas. Oh sarin gas, yeah. I have a thirteen. Yikes. Right. Um, uh that still beats me by nine, so I have a four. I have a soft twenty. I have a lucky. How does that work? Do you take do you take the higher one? With the lucky? Yeah. No, you take the second roll. Darn. Okay, cool. So that's an eight. <gasps> Alright, well. Oh wait, the you should die to use. So that's a twelve. A twelve. Alright. Definitely well, saving with that one. Even even so, Valari, you save, and you get scorched by 11 points of damage. Oh, gosh. <clears throat> the rest of you get 22 points of damage. Now, I have a very important question. Yes. What type of damage is that? Uh, this is hot water technically damage. fire damage. Oh, wait. I think I have resistance to that. I also have resistance fire. Defenses? Is that what it's under? Yep. Yeah, I'm resistant to fire damage. Okay. So no damage, right? Uh, resistance is half of the damage. Oh, you mean I can? And we it. round up or down? Mm -hmm. Up. Oh. So six. Mm -hmm. Cool. So I take the eleven. You, Patrick, you said that you. Oh yeah, because instead of taking twenty-two, you take eleven. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, and then. 22 for those who didn't save, which is the rest of you. Um, yeah, so that's the, the turtle's turn. It releases its claw and sloshes down under the water, and the boat rocks heavily. Uh, with this, I need a dexterity save from all of you, please. Oh, man. Why are you trying to kill us in the finale? Because it's fun. It's, it's a <laughs> finale. It, it could be the finale of... I mean, you're Good not wrong. night, sweetheart. Well, time to go. It's time to go. Maybe you I didn't save this one. Yeah. 12. Eight. 17. 17. Uh, Ari, you stay upright. The rest of you get knocked over, but as the water sloshes up quite strong on the far side as it's attempting to wash you off, you find footing on it and are able to, like, kind of kick off and clamber upright. Uh, as you do have water walking right now, uh, so you're not swept under and over the side. You get this really interesting, like, momentary wall that you're able to stand on and prevent yourself from going over. Look. Nice. But, ooh, wouldn't that hurt if you had water walking and you fell off the edge? Would that be landing on, like, cement? No, it's walking. So, uh -huh. like, the top of you falls through, okay, and then you're, so, like, caught by your feet, and so then you just kind of flip You just around. gotta make sure that you don't land feet first. Exactly. <laughs> I think, technically, you would splash through, but then the magic, like, bounces you back up. It's like a... Oh, it's a trampoline. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There you go. 
Um, all right, so. Like wearing tiny life vests on your feet? Pretty much. Yes. yes. Uh, the turtle has gone under the water and the boat is sloshing around. Uh, Ari, it is your turn to do whatever you need to as your target is gone. Yeah, I would shake off, try to get courage, look over and yell, Coward! Come back and find me like a turtle! And I'm just going to clutch my great axe and I'm going to prep um, my only range attack. I'll have another magic missile ready when the turtle is in my range. All right. Uh, if I hadn't described it well enough, the turtle had clawed on. The boat is big enough that in order to be in like snapping range, it does put a claw or two up onto the deck if you wish to uh, engage that way as well. But that does mean getting right up on its face. Um, all right. Uh, Garth, is there anything you wish to prepare, do, or see while you're giving six seconds of life to, uh, do what you wish with? Yeah. Um. No, it's not a beast. Okay. I think, uh, Garth is going to... Grab... Garth is metagaming right now? <laughs> no. Well, Garth is Garth is trying to go through the creatures that he would know for for himself. Okay. But yeah. I Nathan has not taken enough time to look at a variety of creatures. Nathan has looked at two. Um, there you go. So creatures. I think well, Garth was gonna like pull out his rope and. I think he's got water walk, but he's still just not liking this at all. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, Garth is so confused. Take a healing potion. Oh, yeah, I'll do that, because that hurt way too much. I have one healing potion. Thank you. Here you go. Yeah. But I'm like, Garth Garth kind of like scrambles for his bag, pulls out the healing potion, and it's like one of those like... <laughs> and, and it's like some of it's missing, but the majority of it gets into his mouth to where he gets the fullness of those. All right. Well, so I'm... I drink the potion, and then can I yeah. see where the the turtle? The turtle dropped off of the edge and sunk under. Uh, from what you can understand of the beast, its back toes might have been kind of touching the water, but it the, the ship that you're on is quite tall. Uh, so you assume that it's either coming back up on your side or sloshing after another ship, whatever it may be. Uh, but you don't have eyes on it, but you wish to run to the edge. Right. I'll run to the edge. You run to the edge, the edge that he was just at, correct? Yeah. Uh, as you do, you notice that there's a bit of bubbles and um, splash that seems to go towards the front of the boat. Um, but you don't quite have a solid direction as to where that went. Um, that's okay. I might do this. Give me one second. 
Uh, you're right now. You're the only one who has really gotten eyes on direction of the turtle. If you wish to convey that, you may. If not, you may do whatever else you wish. The farthest bubble. How far? Like where the bubbles like start. How far out is that from where I am? Like, what would be the distance? The distance, like down into the water, is probably about forty feet down straight, and then out a little bit. Like, if you're if you're looking to where it's starting to swim away towards the front, mm -hmm. uh, it's within about a hundred feet still. Okay. Um... You do see a motion under the water if you're trying to do something with it. Yeah. Okay. okay. So. Okay, so I'm going to use a sorcery point okay. to um, double the distance of the spell. Yep. And I'm going to cast Ray of Sickness. Okay. So it now has the range of 120 feet, but I want to aim it like, you know, down and forward, like where the motion is okay. and where I think it might be um because it is technically under some form of cover you're going to have to roll at disadvantage for the hit i figured okay. um so let me start with was this the first attack on it since the last round yes then she has advantage from me so it cancels out and it's a normal roll it's yeah. a normal roll yep okay well, that's not gonna hit. I think I'm gonna use my re-roll. The re-roll, all right. Re-roll her up. Okay. <coughs> that one hits. Okay. That is an 18 on the die, making it a 25. That does hit. Um. So it is going to take three d8 of poison damage, and it looks like this. Um. Like. The visual of it is just this, like, really gross, like, I don't know how to describe it, but, like, a really gross, just, like, green energy, just, so it looks just, like, really disgusting. Yeah, yeah. Um, Did you read the, the full thing in the book? Because mm -mm, the green energy. I don't have the nice. <laughs> book on me. Okay, so it looks like I have 11 points of damage. Uh, Let's see here. I did this one wrong. Ray of sickness here isn't to hit. It is a it is a uh, save. Mine side. has a hit. Yours is to hit. I have a hit. Let me pull it up. Yeah, not because it was a ray. It was. A it says. Blasty, blasty. Technical turn. Make a ranged spell attack against a target on a hit. Um, okay. Oh, on a and hit. There we go. they Two must eight. make a Constitution yeah. saving throw. That's what I was reading. Ooh, that was a terrible constitution saving throw. It does not save. So you're poisoned until the end of the next turn. Noise. Which means it says on a failed save, it is also poisoned until the end of its next turn. All right, so it failed. So you get to give it the damage. Of 11. Of 11? Yeah, okay. As that uh, ray hits, you think you see um, a few chunks of wood and things kind of spew out next to the turtle and come up as he might have had a little bit of a and and um there's a lot of like dead fish that float to the top oh yeah yes spot on there 
this uh, this turtle was hit with ray of sickness and verping a little bit. Uh, Astro is just Work. keeping his his paws on the ground to use that. So I need a I need a ruling from you. Yes. On what has happened here. Yes. So last round, I fired essentially liquid metal mm-hmm. that hit a water creature. Yep. Did damage. Yep. Uh, I would assume that the ocean water would quench the the metal and solidify it. Correct. Okay. So now I'm gonna be a devious little poop head and Correct. cast heat metal. What, metal. what kind of metal was it? Because the water could also oxidize it. It's iron. It. I mean, it's still going to be metal. It'll take a little while for it to rust out. Rust. But yeah, it, it'll still be metal. Go ahead and heat metal on that if you heat wish. Metal. As, as you run uh, to the side and you see that the Polari does get a nice hit of that ray of sickness. Uh, let's see. If the creature is holding or wearing an object, it's his shell, so yep. he must succeed in a constitution saving throw. Or drop the object if he can. He doesn't drop it. He does he can't, not. Obviously. He cannot, no. Uh, so, let's see here. I'm going to take 3d8 each round for a minute. So, for the next 10 rounds, he'll take 3d8. Uh, I have to roll 3d8, huh? And it'll be on your turn that we will resolve that. Make sure to have a note for yourself to roll those 3d8s on your turn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got 10 on the first one. 10. All right. And then for my move, uh, I'd like to... Come up... Has the ship stopped moving forward? The ship is still moving, but not as quickly as it was. The sails have been collapsed a bit. All right, well then, scratch that. I'm good. (laughs) I was going to go over the edge uh, and fight it with a weapon, but not if I have to keep up with a boat. So I'm good. Right. And end combat. End combat. All right. Uh, the turtle does continue moving forward. You see a bit of uh, boiling water kind of bubble up as your uh, heat metal hits and, and does damage. It tries to go after a ship up ahead... And because it's got heat metal, it just comes out of the water and tries to to bite down. It's at, oh, well, it's got ray of sickness and heat metal, so it is at, like, super disadvantage. It tries to bite down at another ship and completely misses. Um, How far away is it at this point? It's about 55 feet out to another ship kind of near you. uh, And it starts to turn around. uh, 100... Sorry, a what? 120. 120 range, so if I'm seeing it come out of the water, I'm going to fire off those missiles that I had prepped. Yeah, so as as it comes out of the water to attack, you're able to fire off those missiles. Please roll the damage. 10. Perfect. You see those hit and let off again another little bit of steam off of the, the turtle as it attacks another vessel, completely missing. Um, and it goes underwater a bit and starts to turn around. You see the bubbles kind of coming back towards uh, your vessel. We're back to the top of the turn order. So you get another little bit of time to prepare or attempt attacks or whatnot. Ari, it is your turn. Yeah. And you, you last saw that the, the bubbles were coming your direction. 
Um, I'm going to prep another, my final charge of magic missile. Okay. When it comes, Can when it's it for I will fire. Perfect. Garth. I don't like any of this. <laughs> so, uh, what Garth is going to do is he hates being a sitting duck just waiting to be attacked. So he is going to turn into a creature that he recently encountered for the, I think probably for the first time uh, in his adventures. A snail? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he runs to the end of the boat uh, and and says, I'll try to keep it distracted. And you see him just run towards the edge of the boat and take a just giant leap and spread his arms out. And he just goes over the edge. And then as the magic takes hold up from underneath, a giant eagle soars out over the water towards where the turtle is. And if it's not attackable, then for the time being, I want to track it and kind of like show people its route. Because um, okay. I, I want to use the eagle's like keen eyes to see underneath the water as eagles often do when fishing. And since I'm a bigger eagle and it's a bigger turtle, I figured that would help. So I'm go. kind of watching it um, to like point out this is where it is. And uh, if it is going to surface, then I'll, I'll prepare like a dive in to do my attacks. All right. Sounds good. Valari, you just watched uh, Garth dive off of the side and uh, an eagle flies up wearing similar coloring in its feathers to... A yeah, the coloring, like, those, the, the white feathers you might see on the edge of an eagle's wings are like a light blue and they kind of, like, there's just this sparkle of magic coming off of them as the wings flap. Mm-hmm. Um, but, okay, so... The the turtle is still under, mm-hmm. um, yep. but I know I hit it, and we saw him heat it. Yep. Because I've been at the edge. So do I still have a good idea of where it is? Yeah, it, it had come towards the boat. You don't have solid eyes on it, uh, but it was it was turned back towards the boat. You see bubbles kind of at the front of the the ship as you're looking out and down. Um, You don't know if it's coming up under or off to one of the sides. So you don't have the ability to just like pot shot it, but you can roll at disadvantage if you want to hit where you think it's at. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or you can prepare. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I got lucky before, so I'm gonna do it again. Um... Yeah, I'll cast Ray of Sickness. All right. Disadvantage, firing where you believe the turtle to be. Well, my disadvantage is a soft 20. Dang, that hits. (laughs) I'd see it. I know, and so does Thadric. And so do I. Um, okay, so we're casting that, and we're doing 3d8s. So, okay, also, you have to save. 
Nope. Nope. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, you're taking 19 points of poison damage. Uh, as, as you hit, you see what seems to be like, um, the front decorative piece of one of the boats come floating up and it's a, a mermaid of sorts um, that you made him puke up. It was his lunch. Well, now some treasure hunter will be able to find it in the ocean later. Mm -hmm. Yep. So you hit this, this turtle under the water again, super lucky, uh, <laughs> Astro is just running around barking, unsure of where to go. Thadric is back to you, so please roll your your damage as Bonus the metal action. is still three D eight. Boom, baby. Damage. That's pretty solid. Fourteen. Fourteen. And I will. Uh, bu -bu -bu. Cast Guiding Bolt as a first level at it. All right, this is disadvantage as it's still underwater. That's fine. Uh, disadvantage. First rolls of through, so probably not going to hit with that, but let's check anyway. And that was the high one. Cool. Ten, ten probably don't do it. No, ten doesn't do it. Nice. Uh, now That's sad. As you cast Guiding Bolt, and it just kind of hits the water and dissipates. Uh, the dragon turtle seems to be coming back up towards the boat. Um, and as it does, you feel the, the ship kind of rock twice uh, from seeming hits from this thing. Rock the boat? Don't rock, rock the boat, boat baby. baby. Grab some main, yo! And as it hits twice, uh, the the dragon turtle surfaces up a little bit closer to the front. Magic missile! You're all magic missile. <laughs> no, I said I prepped my last one. Yep, she prepped it. So fire your magic missile, but as it surfaces, uh, the, the dragon turtle has a chunk of what seems to be your boat, your ship, in its mouth. Uh, some of the, the steam pipe that you'd seen along the, the edges uh, is still dripping some hot steaming water and as it hits the deck it kind of fizzles up uh, and it's it's there and it spits the the piece of the ship out as the magic missile hits it in the face for how many damage 12 12 points of magic missile damage right in the face like right um, in the middle of the forehead i'm gonna try a like david and goliath thing here yeah well they hit they don't do a ton, but yes, they hit. Uh, Nathan. Uh, do I have the opportunity to attack now since I had been tracking with the readied action? Yes, you, you had a readied action. So as it comes up um, and you see the magic missiles flying at its face, you're able to come from behind as you're able to swoop down on it. Now, because uh, the, the, the giant eagle has a... Uh, multi-attack. Does that only... Do multi-attacks only take place if all you do that action is attack? Or... Multi-attacks... Multi-attacks will basically be if you have attack for what you're going to do, you can use up to that many. So Giant okay. Eagle has two. Um, certain dragons have, I think, five. So uh, Beholders have eight, I want to say. So you can do as much as those multi-attacks as you want. So... 
I am going to uh, uh, just to let that. you know. Yep. One is your beak and one is your talents. Yes. Yeah, I've got the I've got Perfect. the stats pulled up. Yep. So Perfect. I'm gonna kind of like be diving in as an eagle, but then do that that amazing thing where they kind of pull their wings back and go forth with the talons, starting in with them. And I will use my nat 20 okay. on that moment. So that's 2d6 plus 3. So that's a base of 15 damage plus another 2d6. How the witch doctor? Are, are you rolling the, the steam breath damage there? That was a good roll. 15d6. <laughs> Dang. No. So I got it up to 17 damage. Okay. I'm really glad we do our rules the way we do on crits. Otherwise, those two ones would have been really sad. Um, and now I will roll an attack on with the beak, kind of lunging forward. Well, now, how does that work? Like this. Well, now, <laughs> my thing is, I'm a halfling, so I can't roll a nat one. But if I polymorph into a giant eagle, do I maintain that? For, for all... But didn't you already use the one? And don't you take on all the... For all intents and purposes, no, you take on the stat block. You take on the stat block. Uh, and you essentially take on the the being. You yourself know who you are, and I believe you do get to use those feats because it is still part of you. Not right, like I would, a, still, be, I would yeah. still have bravery. Like, I still wouldn't be... Because that's another trait. Like, would I still have advantage on saving throws against being frightened because of who I am in my soul? Yes, I would believe that to be because the biggest things are you take the stat block on. So, like, if you're super intelligent and you morph into something that is, like, negative six to intelligence, you you take on that intelligence. Okay. Yes, negative well, six. That would so be I'll re-roll this one, and if it's still a one, then that's what it was meant to be. But, but it's a 17 on the dice, and I get to add five, so that's a 22. There you go. That does hit. All right. And we're going to use a different piece. You did it. I'm so uh, proud of you. So that's another seven damage from the beak. So just a screeching right. as the claws gorge into the back of the head and then the beak comes down and then kick off and fly and again. Cool. And your, your flight speed is 80. So that was a nice dive in and you're back out of reach. Perfect. Yep. For sure. Um, so now that the dragon turtle has been hit in the front and the backside and spit out part of the ship, um, it does use its final multi-attack to bite down at the the group that is within it or within its range. Uh, the target who is at the front, who is closer to the front of the ship? Is it Thadric or Valari? I know you guys have moved a bit. Ari is. Back I would say probably me because I've been debating pulling out an actual weapon. Mm, okay, so you've been moving up to the front. So it. So I would need to be in that. Area. Yeah, no, I've just been at that one edge. Okay, you've been at the edge. Uh, so it does get. Let's see, why don't I have that number there? It does get a bite down for twenty-one. I believe that's just a little bit outside of your AC because your uh, my AC is twenty-one. Oh wow. Dang. Well, okay, man. Your AC is 21. Well, it went up because of my forge cleric that went up. Man. And then I have a magic thing that makes it go up one. 
I'm just going to sink the boat now. You guys are too powerful. No, uh, don't do it. No, don't do oh, it. Fine. It does bite down. Don't do it. We can walk on water. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Do it. Uh, so it does bite down for 15 points of damage. Is it fire damage, perchance? No, it's not fire damage this time. Because it's a bite, right? Yeah, it is a bite, so it is piercing damage. Oh, man. I'm kind of woozy. <laughs> I'm kind of woozy. Um, let's see here. I have nothing to help you. I can and just make you sick. It does not continue its grasp onto you, so you break free of its its mouth as it comes down and bites at you. Uh, you don't get engulfed. It goes back to the top of the turn order. Ari, this <laughs> dragon turtle is near the front of the ship here. Uh, a round of metal cannonballs go flying over your, your head. and Some hit the turtle and some uh, ricochet off of the shell and go up into the air. How far away is it? You are about 40 feet away if you've been kind of towards the back. So you can hustle up uh, if you wish, because I think you've got enough to get right to the edge where its claw is. Um, yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the dash action. Okay. And I'm going to run up, great axe in hand, and uh, come up yelling with a big old swing. And this feels like a good time to use... That last nat 20 that oh, I have. yeah. Oh. All right. Um, so with that, okay. That will be 28 plus my five bonus from taking the dash. 33 points of damage. All right. And because you've done that, isn't there anything for knocking prone or any of the I can choose your either add five to damage or knock prone. That's what it is, yes. But, or, right. or push away 10 feet, sorry. But I'm gonna go there. Perfect. All right. Um, as you've done that, and you slice right into the the claw. Yep. Nope. Never mind. As you slice right into the claw of this thing, um, you break into the bone a bit underneath, and blood spurts up and out. And you notice that this thing is hurting pretty bad at this point. so you've, you've got a nice hit here. Anything else to finish out your turn, or is that all you've got? You've charged in and just wail on it. Yeah, I'll do that and turn it down. You okay, buddy? <laughs> I will. Yeah. Yeah. It's not hurt. I can't let one person be in the heat of battle without blending yeah. my aid. <laughs> all right. So you, you've done that. Uh, we go down to Garth. Up in the air, Mr. Eagle Man. Yeah, the eagle is going to uh, swoop back around and aim towards the, like, the, he's going, looping towards the back of the ship to fly towards the front where he can attack head on. Okay. Um, The idea being he wants to kind of go, as he saw Ari shoot at the eyes before, he wants to go for the eyes and try and, like, take one of them. Uh, get up close. So, multi attack. So you're you're looping towards the back of the ship and coming around. So it's going to be a very tight turn uh, in order to stay within your your 80 feet out and around. Uh, so mm-hmm. we'll allow that. And so you will be essentially attacking near the end of your movement. Okay. Cool. Uh, I don't think either of those is going to hit. The beak was a seven and the talons were a 13 
because you had uh, made that nice quick arc to get around, you were a little unsteady and didn't get your, your wings in the right order to get the speed. So you just kind of ricochet off of the, uh, the head of the turtle with your attacks and you kind of come up above it. Uh, so you're going to end like coming up off of the turtle a little bit. Uh, it is Valari's turn. Uh, Valari, I think at this point, fear has kind of run through you enough with this big thing hitting you that we're going to start with you resolving some wild magic. Mm-hmm. Is that what you were already rolling? Yeah. Aww. You know me. <laughs> well, I should hope so. Well, I cast two big spells. Yeah. So. All right. What are we killing you all with today? 56. We're killing you with a 56. All the water within a mile radius disappeared. <laughs> you find out that the the depth of the the water that you're in right now is three quarters of a mile deep. You fall. Oh shoot! No. Uh, let's see here. It looks like Moses parting the sea, and it's just like. Tell me what that number yep. is. Eighty-five. Eighty-five. Hopefully, better. Perfect. Oh, even better. Valari, next to you, a cloud of sparkly dust explodes. Uh, and as that dust dissipates, your unicorn friend is standing yes! right there. I'm so mean, bro. You just hear the he's eagle. Because ah! he can't he's see. Right there and looks over at you with one scar across its face as it's been in battle with you a few times and stomps one hoof. And as it stomps, glitter kind of goes up into the air around it stomping. Uh, this unicorn is controlled by the DM for up to a minute. So on your turn, this unicorn will do its thing. Uh, we'll let you go with your turn and then I will get a unicorn in this battle here. I'm so excited. All wow. right. Garth, grab some so mane. Grab some mane, yo. Well, all right. What is your actual um, turn? Well, first, my vocal component. I'm going to acknowledge the unicorn and say, it's good to see you again, old friend. Um, <laughs> and then I'm casting Chromatic Orb with Poison at the turtle. Do I have to run forward at all? or? Uh, chromatic Orb is, what, 60 feet? Um, 90. 90? No, you don't have to. You're fine. Okay. So I'm just going to cast it as poison. So, oh, that's not what I wanted. Um, the hit is an 18. Okay. That is a miss. No. Well, that's all I can do. Um, missed? Darth, you... You had looked at the stat block, I thought. No, I wasn't looking at that. I was looking at all the creatures that I could turn into. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he's a funny. So it's not, not cheating. Gonna... <laughs> um. Oh, well, okay. Um. Yeah, I'm just gonna leave that alone, okay. and then I'm going to not do anything else. And now it's Uni and then Astro. Yeah, so the unicorn rushes forward uh, and uses its horn to spear at the, the leg of the turtle. 
and it does hit. And it pierces in uh, to the leg. And as it does, it pulls the horn back out and looks at Thadric uh, and looks at Ari and then lets out a neigh. And Ari, you get plus two AC until the unicorn's next turn. Uh, so you're a little bit more uh, <clears throat> safe at the front lines. Uh, you feel um, a glittery tingle go across your body and your skin sparkles as if someone just threw confetti at you. Uh, and with that, the unicorn backs up a couple steps and just stares up at the, the turtle and you see its its mane kind of crackle with a little bit of lightning as it's upset. Uh, Astro rushes up and misses the bite and is kind of standing next to the unicorn snapping at the, the turtle. It is Thadric's turn next. Bonus action, 3d8. 3d8. Fire damage. From my molten heat metal. Oh, crap. Yeah! There's a one in there. 11. 11. 11 points of bonus better. damage is, is not bad. Uh, regular action. I hold my... my uh, I grasp my amulet. Uh, focus on it. My hand glows in a, a golden hue. And the wounds upon me begin to uh, clear up a little bit. All right. As I cast Cure Wounds upon myself. Or 22 points back. Wow, there you go. And then I'm out of things to do. <laughs> You're healing at the front line there. Uh, the dragon turtle bites down at the three of you. At the unicorn, it misses. At Thadric, it misses. But at Ari, it looks like we have a 22 here, so it does hit. Yes, uh, it does. Because you're at 21, right? Mm-mm. Or, no, you're at I don't 20. have my shield. I'm at 18. <laughs> you're at 18, but you got the plus two bonus for this this round here. So That's with, that is my plus two bonus. I have 16 without my shield. Uh, okay, Seems cool. like you need some Hydra armor. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just saying. Uh, so it does hit with the bite and does... 11 points of piercing damage. Okay. And it doesn't keep you in its maw. That's good. Yeah, that is very good. But it is your turn to strike back. Okay, yes. Uh, great axe in hand. Um, that is going to be a crit. Oh, did you? Yeah, I rolled this. Um, at a 19. So that's going to be... Yep. You have to say something clever and witty when you kill it. <laughs> 26 points of damage. 26 points of damage. And then I'm going to take my second swing. Okay. 20. 20 to hit? Yeah. Yeah, that hits. Great. Okay. And then that will be um, 13 points of damage. All right. And then I'm going to action surge and give one more go of nice. Get off my boat! <laughs> Ship! <laughs> and that is also a 20. 
That hits. Um, great. As, that as will... Ari, Ari shouts out ship, but not other words. <laughs> 14 points of damage. 14. Ari's doing a pretty good Harrison Ford impression. <laughs> Get, Get off, off my boat. Ari, as you do that, you hack at the same spot multiple times, and you end up uh, loosing the, the clawed fin... That was hooked up onto the deck from the turtle. And the turtle releases and its eyes kind of roll back and it goes falling onto its back and splashing into the ocean. There's a claw still kind of hanging up on the boat or on the ship. And uh, this turtle has been killed. But as, as you notice that happens, you also are noticing that the deck is uh-huh. starting to tip a bit more. Uh, and you you do see a bunch of the crew scurrying about and trying to figure out what's going on and how to to bail. Uh, uh I think as the eagle seeing the the creature fall back, its claw yep. is still kind of on the boat. Yep. I think I would fly down and grip the claw in my talons and try and like lift it off the boat to to right the ship a little bit more that way. Uh, as you do, can you give me a strength check to see if yeah. the eagle will be able to I would to, also, to do this? I would also, uh, like, ah! at the, because I don't think it speaks. It nope. understands common, but cannot speak it. Um, so, like, I would look at Ari and Thadric, just, like, trying to encourage them to lend a hand. All right, yeah. so you can get the help action on there. I'm sorry? You can get the help action on there, so add five. Okay, add five. Okay. Yep. Um, well, that's good, because... So that makes it ten. Ten. <laughs> uh, you guys are able to budge this thing, and it eventually kind of slides off of the edge. And as it does, it, it splashes into the water, um, but it doesn't seem to help right the ship, as the ship still continues to tilt a bit. From the the gigantic hole that was placed in the front. Thad, get Linus. But grab some mane, yo. <laughs> uh, with that, uh, the unicorn does stomp a hoof and look around. Um, he's still around for a few moments. Uh, we have a minute with him, so he's only got about twenty or so seconds. Uh, who is beaten up pretty badly in this? Who's hurt? Ari. Fabric, are you all right? Or... I'm fine now. I healed all myself. Right. So uh, the unicorn looks down at uh, Astro, who is hurting pretty badly, uh, and at Ari. Ari, you're able to take seven hit points back as it lightly touches uh, its horn to your shoulder and you feel health come back. I'll take it. There's still other boats around, right? Yes, there. there's about six other vessels, uh, and you see them all clamoring uh, to get the, the boats, or the smaller uh, like lifeboats and uh, dinghies off the sides quickly and start so paddling over. So prepping for us to be in the drink? Yeah, they're, they're prepping. Uh, uh, <clears throat> some of the crew on this, this vessel is uh, quickly getting the, the boats unhooked from the sides so you can uh, bail out on it as well, or the rest of the crew can help bail out. Uh, but um, the amount of 
small vessels that are attached to the large one seemingly doesn't match the the sheer number of souls on this vessel. So it's going to be a is, bit of what's work. The, what's the rate that it looks the ship is sinking? It looks that within a, a probably about two to three minutes, the ship okay. could capsize and and just go under. So okay, uh, Thad is going to run back down to the his cabin mm -hmm. uh, hastily pack up Linus uh, and grab one of the, the chests that he put the some of the like fasteners and stuff in All right. the like stow chest yeah, yeah the stow chest is small you can throw it right under your arm yeah it's only then, meant to carry a few small things in it huck it back up to yeah so so as the boat is sinking you're actually kind of running uphill a little bit to get to uh, the room uh, is there anything else the rest of you are doing as the boat is is making its way up? Uh, I think Garth would take his beak and kind of like bump it against Ari's armor. Because I don't, I sorry if I'm misunderstanding, Jared, was all the hide armor, like all that was in that thing you just grabbed? No, just some of the, the stuff that I smithed the other day. Yeah. So, like the the connections. So, like if our hide, if this if our stuff is still in our quarters, I would run with him to get our things that we brought. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I imagine we're on a boat, so we're not carrying our packs around. So, like, I'd I'd swoop up Garth's pack, throw it over his shoulder, and yeah, because he got a little pack anyway. He's a little guy. Yeah. So, little. Yeah. All right. Anything else the rest of you are doing, Valari? Uh, in the moments that you, the few seconds you get with your unicorn friend, is there anything you wish to do there? Um, I think I would just go up and like pat it on its snout and like thank you because usually it's so brief and we don't see each other very often, but there's history there. So I as, like... as you do, you hear in the back of your head a few words that uh, you can't quite understand. Mm -hmm. They're very apparent to you. Um, you believe they're in Elvish uh, that like stick out. So something you might remember. Uh, Can I mm -hmm. cast Comprehend Languages? Sure, you may. To do that, uh, the words become uh, bright in your mind and the unicorn says to you, I'm always here for battle and companionship. Just focus no, on me. No, not yet. Soon. And as he says, just focus on me, he blinks and then disappears into the same cloud of glittery dust that he appeared in. Do I happen to have any unicorn hairs? You do find a few stuck to your glove uh, after you had passed him, uh, but you don't have like a, a no, fistful of mane or I anything. I didn't want a fistful, just a little bit. <laughs> um, just because like in my mind, I'm like, oh, that'll like help. Um, yeah. So I like make sure that's in like a very secure, safe yeah. spot. And then I probably work on getting Astro and myself onto one of the boats. Yeah, one of the, the boats on the side has a few spaces that you all may hop onto if you wish. I will um, walk. 
Because if there's not enough seats, right? Like, are we seeing that there are people being left? You're seeing that there are some people kind of jumping down into the water and trying to swim to the boats. You see a few people are not able to get in and they're just kind of grabbing onto some wood and, and keeping afloat. Um, so yeah, you're, you're able to walk on the water as this thing is capsizing, but mind you, as it approaches the moment where it sinks under, uh, there's going to be a big splash. So be careful. I think to double back really quick is the unicorn and like Valari are having a moment mm -hmm. like in yep. Eagle form, uh, Garth just kind of like bows to the unicorn respectfully. And then. Garth is going to, knowing that his friends have this, the you know, are, are probably going to be able to get off the boat quick enough. He's going to do a quick loop over to where some of the other boats were to see if there are any survivors hanging on to driftwood or anything that he can kind of grab up and take to the ships. Yeah, you are able to find a couple survivors. That number is exactly three. So there's, a, there's three survivors that are floating and hanging on. They kind of wave at you puzzled uh knowing that they saw you kind of like do the attack question answer daily double pew 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 does the ship weigh more than four tons i would say with cargo and all yes follow-up question to buy time Okay. Could I pin the ship in place with the immovable rod, knowing that it will still gradually slip, but with only the intent of buying time? Yeah. Uh, what is your your sailing history? You've been on many boats before. I've mostly been a passenger. Okay. So in your in your time as a passenger, you would recall that there's a few key uh, points within the boat as far as structural integrity goes. Um, please just roll me a straight history check on if you would remember where those could be. I got him at least proficient in it. Oh, you son of a... It was all like, <laughs> 16, psych, 8. 8. Uh, eight. As, as you recall, you know there's a few beams within the ship, uh, usually down... Uh, a couple floors that are part of yes beans beans in the ship beams in the ship with an m uh that are used for like keeping the the main structure and as you recall that you believe there's probably a couple cross beams between them cross beans as in what you eat uh so you believe there's a cross beam that you could put it against uh, that if you run down a couple floors, you might be able to buy a little bit of time. Uh, yeah, I do that because I'm just looking to buy time to make sure everyone gets off. Yeah, as you uh, make it down and you choose a beam, uh, you seemingly have chosen what you hope to be correct because as you place the, the immovable rod, it hits and pushes and you hear some creaking throughout the vessel and you feel the motion slow a bit, but the rod gets pushed slowly as it's quite heavy still. Um, and probably this is going to be the end of the rod. Because I imagine it would 
when the ship finally goes down, then it's stuck in the ship, right? Like, unless, unless you, you, choose you do to... have underwater breathing for the next. Yes, but I also have water walking, so I can't really go underwater. Me <laughs> chant. I need the DC thirty strength check to do anything with it. Oh wow! Like, we we used mage hand oh, before to, like, to, to un undo to it. undo it and grab yeah. it. So as long as like. I mean, if it's gone, that's fine. I'm just saying. Just alerting you to, I'm prepared to lose it. To save um, if we need to. I don't want to lose it. What What you do notice, however, is you only get a few, uh, a few moments, maybe five or ten seconds, that the rod pushes back, and then the button clicks out, and it drops. Um, so, like, the weight against this thing... You're able to slow it down in bursts, but the rod won't stay for very long as it can't keep its hold in that place with how much okay, weight. Okay, well then then what I'm going to do, knowing that I have the water breathing, and eventually, and I can dismiss the water walk whenever, mm -hmm. uh, I will continually glump it as long as possible. Yeah, That's a so, technical term, glumping. Glump. Uh, yeah. And so, then I'll swim out at the end, right? Cool. So with that, Thadric, we will we will say that you're able to give the boat a couple extra minutes, uh, meaning that instead of about half of the crew and passengers making it off, you're able to get 90% of the crew. So there's only a few that are still trapped within uh, some of the rooms below, and um, you're able to hear some of them and some of the emotion. If you wish to go any further with trying to gain a couple extra lives, uh, we can work through that. But the rest of you are getting into a boat or, in Ari's case, uh, wandering around trying to make sure people are safe by running across the water. Anything else you are doing here? If Talking. I see... Do I see any faces in the window? In any of the windows, uh, you don't see any uh, faces as, they're, as it's sinking. Uh, most of the time, the people are trying to get up and out. Um, if you see any in the windows, they've broken through the window uh, and are like diving out into the water. Um, okay. There's nothing that's really keeping people trapped in there. Okay. I feel like there's a cut scene to Thadric, like, like as it's going under and he's mm -hmm. still doing this and you just hear, I will go down with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just, if anybody can be helped, I don't like the idea of anybody going down with the boat. We've already lost two, so. Uh, you do hear some people within, so you're able to, if you want, do similar to what Patrick is doing. You do have water breathing on. You do have uh, water walking available. Uh, I mean, I was thinking just take my axe and, like, <laughs> chop open the wall if they need to, like. Put Trepio, turn into a raft. <laughs> Uh, we, we will say here, I'm going to roll a few die for some of these actions. I just rolled a critical, just if you want to. You just rolled a critical? Yeah. Yep. Uh, you're, you're able to find three people that you can break out. Uh, with that critical, you're able to break through a, a bit of wood that's pinning, uh, one man down. Um, you do also find the Janasi that you had met earlier, and you're able to help lift his uh, leg out of a, a beam that's kind of pinned him. Uh, and then finally, you're able to uh, help a, a deckhand who is 
trying to lift uh, some wood that is covering a door. And as that door opens, uh, there's a handful of livestock that come out and they're, they're swimming around. Uh, and he's, he's starting to kind of put them up on chunks of the wood. So it's, it's smaller livestock. There's a, a few sheep. Uh, it looks like there's a, a small alpaca in the mix. Uh, this was a, a cargo ship as well. They're going to uh, love seeing a so giant got, eagle flying around. <laughs> yeah, so you've got uh, a few creatures that you've also helped save. Uh, with that, you guys have cleared most of the vessel uh, for the most part. Thadric is underwater still, like, keeping the boat from going completely under, and it is now tipped almost upright. Uh, we have, on the surface of the water, Astro running around, and he's he's grabbed a, a collar of... A, young boy's shirt and is like keeping him afloat as Astra is standing on the water and walking him slowly over to one of the vessels. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of work going on. Um, and as this is all going on and Garth is flying around in eagle form, saving people, Valaria, I'm assuming is reaching out and running after those who need help as well. Uh, after a couple hours, you're able to get a head count and the, papers that come through as far as uh, what was saved from the ship as far for uh, for people, uh, it seems that you've gotten all but about 10 or 12 that probably perished in the battle from this ship at least. Valari, did you have something to add? Or are you good? I heard you go, ah. No, I just had, it's, it's not a big deal. Okay. Just let it go. All right. Uh, so now that you've, uh, you've gotten most of this crew onto the other vessels and a few of the rafts that are, are now being attached to the, the remaining ships. Uh, what happens is uh, on the, the vessel that you have been put onto, uh, the Genasi walks up and looks around and looks at the group with a bit of despair and he puts his head down. So you see this is deadly and we hope that there's nothing more that will come our way like this but we're getting close and he points out on the horizon to the north and south of you you see tips of island uh, as you're now making your way between the northern and uh, the northern island from where you're at the island you were just on it was only a couple hours journey from here I thank you for all of your bravery for working on the ship and saving lives. And the the Aarakocra comes over. Yeah, it was really good to uh, see that in action. Uh, and he shakes his feathers of some of the water. Now, do you know where we're, we're going? Have you heard any stories of this city? Uh, is it not the city that fell? The Warforged city? As, as you say, the Warforged city, uh, one of the Warforged that was on the vessel walks over. Yes, this is the Warforged city that you have heard about. We have improved upon the techniques of those who had lived there prior. We have invited all clans, races, and peoples. So, this city has power like none other. 
We use steam to power many things. You saw some of the the crew with their steam cannons. That is just the start. But the city is far different than you would expect, being from the other island. We're actually not from this. It, okay. Uh, am I still underwater? No, you've you've okay. been you've been pulled out. Uh, you the boat had fully capsized, and you're able to swim out at at a certain okay. point. Uh, and you've been pulled up onto the the same vessel for all intents and purposes of movie cutscenes. Yeah. So you've you've been told this city is based on steam. In the tales that my grandpa knew yep. about the war, is this vaguely familiar? Yeah, you, you'd heard that there was uh, a lot of science and experimentation happening on one of the remaining towns uh, as it grew and uh, became a larger city. Uh, you'd heard that there had been some form of, uh, of growth and that the forge there had allowed for quote-unquote magical things but without the use of magic so other question actually mm -hmm. and this may factor in yeah based on where Fringeport was mm -hmm. and where this island is yep would we have been making some of those fittings and stuff yeah. like unknowingly you would have been making or... some of the fittings uh because Fringeport was on the western side of uh, Galan, the island that you were all just on, and it was known for its its craftsmanship, uh, I think part of what had happened is your grandfather and his uh, peers had formed an alliance with the Warforged and have been able to help give them fittings and piping and various other things to help build the city. Uh, so you're... you're at this point, you've got little sparks of like giddiness, like, oh, I can't wait to see what my grandfather done. Great. I will I will not hold the information, but I will save it for when we can be a group and not yeah. the survivors. Yeah. Kind of thing. I think Garth, who just to paint the picture, like when he landed on the deck. It was super cool. He like came in as an eagle and then like at that last moment kind of like flapped the wings up and then boom, just landed. On his face. No, on his feet. I don't know. I didn't see a dex check. And then I was I was literally head up, feet down. That's usually how landing works. Or gravity. You, but there's ocean and wave. I don't know. Give, give, give me a dex check to, to see if you land on your feet. Yes. He's not a normal bird, right? It's how he does this all the time. Right? Not it before. It's a, it's a 15. 15. Uh, you you come in and you kind of slide a little bit on some of the water and catch a dry spot and trip up and you, you're like, got this. I landed. Uh, yeah, but... Two feathers way up. Uh, I want to I wanna, I wanna nudge Ari and be like, dude, so cool. If you think he's uh, so cool, why don't you marry him? <laughs> Didn't expect that. Whoa. Um, so he likes you. Garth is then going to. Um, now we fast forward. Now we fast forward to back all the important stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
Garth is going to say, this city you are bringing us to, I understand there are many peoples, and there seem to be many of you who need help from the gem. What are our intentions once we arrive? Well, you see, the forge here is strong enough to split the gemstone. And if we can split the power, it should lessen those searching for it. In my realm, there's plenty of us Genasi that need the strength again. Our, our mana pools are more or less some just a saltwater pool now. Are you returned? Oh, there you are. You blinked out of existence momentarily. Oops. Well, we heard it all. Good job. <laughs> in in your uh, magicalness there, um, these pools do need a source of energy. So we can remove part of the stone and separate the power. The forge needs some energy. My cocker friend here, their, their island is slowly decaying, and they need a source of life there to fuel waterfalls that uh, cascade down the edges. And I'm sure there's much to be had on the island of Galan, and potentially others that uh, we could form a, a greater alliance with. So, to be a bit more curt in this Garth and Aurelia, as well as Valari, Thadric, and Doggo. We we seek your help to maintain power spread through the world. Hmm. Right, that, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> Insight check. <laughs> Insight check. Go for it. Yeah, I just met all these people. Yeah. Uh, soft 20. Soft 20. Uh, you feel that his story is very spot on. Um, the way he approaches the situation is almost like on the, the verge of, uh, a breakdown. Like, he's, this is his last hope for his mm. people. Okay. All right. Meanwhile, Astro is digging in a, a we have a pile of rags somewhere. <laughs> Grumpy. Uh, yes, I think uh, Garth would just say, all right, we will do what it takes to help you. As you can see, we are committed to this. Our goal is to only ever do good and help others. Well, then we will have an agreement. I'm sure once the forges are up, we can do good together. But, know that when the forges are up and the power has been split, I must leave you to attend to my people. Me too, even though it's been a good run out here. Your skill with the wings is pretty good there, Sir Garth. Thank you. And as the discussion continues and the evening goes on, food and drink are brought to you and uh, plans are made as to how they're going to disperse and who's going to go where. Uh, you're able to see maps of more of the islands in the area, and there's a continent that's a few days of, of boat travel 
Uh, and then there's a few others that you notice that are even further around the islands. Um, that what you what you see is this world is far bigger than you'd expect it to be just in your little uh, experience of those islands. And you hear stories and tales from quite a few of the, the sailors from all parts of this, this entire world. And their excitement to be a part of this moment to spread the power is overwhelming. And as the discussion continues uh, up ahead, you, you do see a bit of land uh, come into view and you hear the shouts, land ho, the port's ahead. And excitement builds and people are climbing up the, the masts a bit and you do see the city almost kind of rises up from the, the center of uh, this stretch of land. Uh, amongst the, the outside of the city, it seems to be covered in a giant cloud. Um, and it seems to almost be coming out of the city that this cloud is uh, a part of the city. It's not like one would think here with, you know, because we're West Coast LA people, that it's like smog, but it is very steam heavy driven uh, cloud that covers the tops of everything. Uh, and as, as you see that in the distance, uh, you get some pats on the back. Uh, a young man walks up and looks at you all. So you, you've, you got some nice leather gloves, right? Each of you has a, a pair of leather gloves. Mm. I've got these, and I pull out my magical gloves that help me see through things. Oh, those, those are kind of... Wait, wait, you need some, some good solid leather. Uh, here. He, he opens up his pack, and he pulls out a small box and he flips it open. He's got all sorts of leather gloves uh, of various sizes, a different uh, ornate sewing along the edges and on the backs. And um, make sure you don't step on any of the pipes. Uh, so uh, the leather gloves for your first time here, um, you're gonna need them because the pipes are nice and hot and sometimes they're right around the door frames, sometimes they're across the road. You just don't touch the metal pipes. And he pulls up one glove a little bit, and you can see he's got like a, a, a scar on his hand. That was when I was a, a wee hopper. And as you look at this this kid, he looks to be only about 12 or 13. Well, I, I was climbing a tree, and I found a, a pipe near the tree, and I grabbed it to get up a bit further. I'll remember that for the rest of my life. But, um, take, take a pair. I, I've, I've worked on these in there. Oh, I, I, um, I don't tend to get paid by people. The the big boat, they used to pay me um, a couple uh, days wage. Well, I don't know if this is going to work, but I want to reach out, mm -hmm. take his hand between my two, okay, and cast uh, Life Transference, okay, and basically absorb the scar onto me. Just because okay. he's a kid, and that's not that's not cool. The die is a 20, so you do it perfectly. Uh, you feel a searing pain go across the palm of your hand just briefly as you almost essentially scar yourself from it. Um, and as you grasp and clench your hand a little bit, you notice that it is stiff or a little bit more stiff than it normally was. And the, the young man just looks at you and looks at his hand um, and... He tears up a little bit and goes, just, just take a pair. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And he like stretches his hand a little bit more in excitement. Um, 
and he's just like, remember the gloves, little dude. <laughs> oh yes, yes. Uh huh. And he he just is grinning ear to ear. Uh, and then he looks down. Oh oh yes. And he digs a little bit through, and he he hands a small bag to Valari, and within that little bag, there's four leather booties made about puppy size. <laughs> Good luck keeping you on him. Um, dogs don't tend to like those, but. And you're each able to take a, a ornate set of leather gloves. Uh, you get a plus one against grasping um, anything that would cause fire damage. So you get a little bit of like a, a check there, a bonus. It's not really fire damage as you take it anywhere else, but like if you're picking up anything hot, you know, steam pipes, whatever, it's a little bit. He essentially gave us leather of gloves. Sure. You guys don't know about the up glove? No. Oh, are we gonna great. go in? Are we gonna go into an infomercial now? For, no, they don't sponsor us. Okay, <laughs> I, I didn't know if it was like you know slap chop style <laughs> infomercial. <laughs> um, and as you continue towards the port, uh, and get the right fitting of your gloves, uh, the young man packs up his bag, uh, pets after on the head, and goes and stands up at the front of the ship, and you hear him say <laughs> something along the lines of ah. Home. Anything else you wish to do on these boats as you're approaching? Any plans, thoughts, last minute Thadric's thoughtful Thursdays or Garth's ahas? I think. Uh, uh, well, I, I only have one left for the season on this list. Oh, Let's man. hear it. Wait, do we want to end with it? Does anyone else like? Does, do we want that? Oh, like the out? Yeah, <laughs> the out of the story. Wait. So wait. Let's double check, Jared. Is it a is it a good? It's a, it's a solid out. Okay. So let's make it's sure we're that before we say it. So yeah. Garth is gonna Garth is gonna like check the pouch. Just make sure like, okay, there's the gem. Like it's still in my possession. Check yep. for a couple very important books for him. Check. Just rifle through the things. Called everything. Right. Right. I've got everything. Yep. You have okay. everything. You all have everything. Uh. That is until I rob you next season. Right. All right. New city. New adventures. Blari. We're, we're like standing on the, the precipice looking at the city. Yeah. Yeah. As as the city comes into view and gets larger, uh, I think Valari feels a little bit of like a homesickness but also at the same time to an excitement because it does remind her a bit of her large cities she's been in no i think that she's definitely like she's been feeling like we spent all this time here like we need to start looking for a way to get back home like i have mm -hmm. responsibilities and things i have to take care of and i just like and so she's kind of like another city and the steam city is like very different so she's like Ugh, okay <laughs> Right. So she, Perfect. I think she's just like tired. Perfect. Yeah. As the city yeah. comes into view, Garth, did you have anything before Thadric signs off this? I think, session? yeah, I think Garth was gonna look to Valari, and I think he would assess that kind of discomfort. Yeah. And and he would say, Valari, I, I understand how you feel running around like this, but we'll need you on this one. You're the one who knows the cities. 
You'll be crucial. And then Dadrick can say whatever he wants. My friends, you have light and peace inside of you. If you let it out, you can change the world around you. Like a fart? As the light to the city. Come <laughs> up on us. Valari adds her Valariism at the end, like a fart, and this is where we fade to black. Um, <laughs> stick around, we will raid. I think Jared will cue that up for us. Jared, if you have a place. Awesome. Yep, yep, we're going uh, on a raid. Perfect. Woo-hoo! And as we're as we're wrapping up, this was the end of season four. Catch up on all of the other seasons on VOD or podcast or whatnot. Uh, VOD here, and I believe on YouTube, uh, we have our off-season stuff that we did between I think seasons two and three. Uh, so there's some really cool stuff where we try out other characters, um, and we have other guests that show up. So do keep up on all of that. Uh, we won't be playing on the first weekend of March, but we will be playing on the third weekend of March where we kick off season five in this new Steam City. Uh, so yeah, thank you for joining. Yeah. I do also want to give a shout out, Mr. Hoy. This Wednesday, over on the Real Gobshite, is going to be is going to be GMing a new season of Bedlam and Discord, which has moved yes. over from the Dat Network. I will be there, as well as a lot of the other great Bedlam and Discord favorites. So uh, if you need some midweek RPG fun, check yes. us out there. A ghost to be lit, fam. Ghost to be lit. <laughs> uh, we did get the Discord link in, so join there, because we do shout-outs when Jared streams, when we are streaming, and when others that we uh, enjoy in our group stream as well. And you can sign up for notifications on Twitch for our channel to get yeah. those when we go live. Yep. So, where are we raiding, Jared? Uh, we are going to Pixel Circus, who's Perfect. in the middle of their damsels, dice, and everything nice. Uh, if you're a fan of the Disneyverse, it's a bunch of amazingly talented role players. So Awesome. Make sure to, to hype out and cheer them on. Let them know that you came from Here Be Dragons and... Uh, Let's do this. Thanks, guys. All right. We'll see you in a few weeks, everybody. See ya. Bye.